1: Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Mother May I Sleep With podcast. Today we're doing A Wife's Nightmare. You guys, I don't know what it says that this is, this was the easiest movie that I've ever done notes on. It took so much less than normal and I'm so thankful for my guest for picking it. She's the host of Rose Pricks, which you you may know of because Ronnie Karam used to co-host it with her. Her name's Stephanie Wilder-Taylor. Hey, girl. Hi, how are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm so happy to have you on. I feel like we have been in each other's periphery many times, but I don't think we've ever like hung, really. No,
2: we never have. And you, know, you can tell people, or I can tell people, that I basically beg to be on your show because it is so up my alley. I tweeted at you, please put me on your show.
1: No, that means the world to me because truthfully, I always feel like I'm asking a favor that is unreasonable when I ask people to come on because, you know, yeah, you also do. I mean, The Bachelor is like two hours of TV every week minimum. So you know what it means to like put the work that you need to put into it. And oh, yeah,
2: and The Bachelor does not care about after Bachelor podcasts at all because just by the mere fact that they started airing twice a week no warning all of a sudden bachelor in paradise was on monday nights and tuesday nights and it's like hello i can't just start recording two times a week i mean it's ridiculous
1: yeah that's my conspiracy theory is that they're trying to make less people be critical about the show Mm -hmm. my friend amy kaufman who uh she wrote bachelor nation and she also is like the la times reporter for the bachelor she was abc banned her for a while from events because he was just so she was you know reasonably fairly critical of the show and so you know and so for the la times to get kicked out of that that's huge and so they just were like we're not covering the bachelor anymore at all but i think something more recently i feel like think the tides have changed in the last two seasons so she's back in there but yeah they don't like people being i mean there's so many holes to poke in this show
2: oh yeah well and our show uh, rose pricks is a little different just because we do not watch the show earnestly at all like we don't even pretend to be earnest about it you know we just are making fun of these people
1: yeah or with like an investigative eye right
2: Yes. I mean, we're, you know, my co-host Angel is African-American and she, you know, I love to listen to her point out all the things that are racist about the show because there are a lot of things that are problematic. And And the
1: whole last show is kind of racist Yeah, about it. Like even like the concept of it, it's all so strange.
2: Oh, yeah. It's ridiculous. It's a terrible show, but I love podcasting about it.
1: Well, so thank you. That's like my absolute favorite when someone reaches out to me because nine times out of 10, I kind of wanted to reach out to them, but I didn't know if it was like a fair favor to ask to come on the show. So <laughs> It is a
2: long podcast. I will give you that. I was I hadn't realized it was quite as long until I started looking. And you know what, though? It's important because there's a lot to be said about these movies.
1: I know that always cracks me up when people are like, I want to come on your podcast. And they come back to me like two days later and they're like, Oh, so I looked into your podcast and it's actually long. I'm like, I don't what made you think you wanted to do this? I don't know. But listen, thank you so much for joining me. Let's get right into it. So you yeah. picked this movie. What made what drew you to this movie? How'd you find it? Well, first of
2: all, I'm obsessed with all those same movies that you're obsessed with. I love these lifetime type movies and one day one of my kids was homesick from school and we this was like i think when the movie was new and i was you know looking around on like netflix or whatever and i saw this and i thought i thought i was looking at a lifetime movie i mean a wife's nightmare i was like i have to see what this is all about and i started watching it and it was so trashy and delicious and it stayed with me just one of those movies where you're like this movie is so unbelievable and just the acting and the it's such a lifetime movie
1: well this is yeah it is on the lifetime movie club right now which is available through the amazon extension we love you lifetime for that thank you this movie is by brainstorm media and sepia films which i normally we these come from Real ones, typically Mar Vista. That's a big one. There's a few, right? And this mm-hmm. is a, this movie felt very different. It's a 2014 movie, obviously filmed in Canada. I thought this was fucking great. So it's. Do you have a relationship with Jennifer Beals?
2: I mean, yes, because her, you know, Flashdance. I mean, a huge part of my childhood.
1: No, I love this because like when you and Ronnie, like people like it's a slight age difference, like literally maybe, I don't know, not that many years. The way that I feel when I'm talking to like someone in their 20s, probably where I don't we don't have the same references. Flashdance, I don't think I've ever seen. That was like a little bit before my time.
2: Yeah, yeah. I am definitely older than you. And Flashdance is huge, huge. It's what like. Pitch perfect is going to be for my daughter in, you know, many years from now, where she's going to be like, pitch perfect. Like, what a huge part of my childhood. And I'm going to go flash dance. What a huge part of mine.
1: So I always love having people that appreciate that, you know, slightly older generations because I don't know a lot of them. And there's always soap stars that I don't know. So I love that you at least have an idea of what's going on with Jennifer Beals. It was, was her performance good here for you? I mean, yeah,
2: she was the only good actor in the whole movie. But it's it was also a little bit sad just to see her having to be in this movie. You know what I mean?
1: I guess. I mean, these are really, you know, 10 million people see Lifetime movies the first month that they come out. And for a lot of people, this might have been the first time that they've seen Jennifer Beals in years. So it's kind of like not a bad gig.
2: Yeah, I, it's just, you know, everything that was going on around her was pretty bad.
1: I don't know. I'm going to be honest. I disagree. I honestly thought this was so maybe one of the reasons why the, this note session was so easy for me. And maybe I'm just too far gone. It's been a very long <laughs> week. But I honestly thought that this there's usually some person that's so bad at acting That you're like, literally, how do you work in this industry? And I didn't feel that way about, or like, you're very much like local hire vibes. You know, I kind of thought everyone was great.
2: (laughs) Well, you know what was part of the problem and was the writing. I mean, it's, and we're going to get into it, obviously, but it is, it's so over the top that some parts of it are just laughable, you know? But I mean, it doesn't mean that it wasn't completely enjoyable for me. I wouldn't no, have totally. requested doing it knowing that I was going to have to watch the whole movie again and, like, take notes on it. You know, obviously I liked it enough to want to do it again.
1: No. Oh, no, of course. It's, like, it's, it's interesting because this movie has different weaker parts than other movies. You know what I mean? There's some mm-hmm. movies where it's, like... You know, the acting's fine, but the hair and makeup is so distractingly bad that you're like, oh, Jesus, let's get into it. I mean, it's a it's a really interesting plot. I will tell you that if I was watching this more passively the first time, I probably wouldn't have figured out what was going on until much later in the movie.
2: Yes, I didn't. I was surprised, too. Somehow I didn't know what I was getting into. But by the way, we should mention that this movie is based on a true story, which is like some of my favorite words to hear.
1: Yeah. Did you? Because, like, based on a true story can mean anything. Like, oh, yeah. Just find like an article and they're like, okay, we're going to base a movie off this loosely. They love. They'll, they'll find any way to use that. Do you know about the original story behind this?
2: I don't. I don't. But one thing that I did find that I thought was kind of funny was that the director, whose name is Vic Saren, he made a bunch of movies with Nightmare in the title. Oh, he, that's a, yeah. A Father's Nightmare, a Wife's, he did this one, A Wife's Nightmare, A Father's Nightmare, A Daughter's Nightmare a sister's nightmare, and a mother's nightmare.
1: Yeah, Lifetime probably went, yeah, that's like a, they went through a a nightmare phase. That (laughs) happens, that happens, like deadly or killer. Like they, sometimes they fall in love with a word and they're like, we're going with that right now.
2: Right, and then they're like, Vic, get Vic on the phone. He's good with the nightmare (laughs) movies. And then Vic comes in and is like, oh, I got this. I can do this movie with my eyes shut
1: here is a new york times oh sorry new york daily news review of a wife's nightmare it says it's kind of a clunky movie to be honest but watching jennifer beals goes a long way toward redeeming the two hours it requires it actually doesn't take two hours but that's fine um, uh-uh. i'm trying to see it's it says i'm trying i'm looking for the true story it's based on that's how i wound up here it just is based on a true story interesting well Ugh, my bones are my bones are cold thinking about it so we open up on a young girl sitting in her car outside of a suburban home this looks like a beautiful neighborhood it does what kind of car is that
2: i don't know but it is a 1978 car and i don't know if we should bring this up now but i thought for sure especially after seeing the car that the movie took place in the, the car is 1978, so I assume that the movie took place in, like, what would you say, like the 80s?
1: No, I thought I knew that in a lifetime world, that's just a sign that she's poor. Uh, <laughs> like, that's like when someone drive, that's like how they paint someone's, especially if they can't show their home. That's how they let you know they're poor.
2: Okay, got it. Um, I, I don't know what the car was. I think it was like a Canadian car.
1: It was it was very cool kind of. I kind of liked it in a way that I like, you know, some of those mid-range 70s cars. I love I love them sometimes. I don't know what it is, but it was kind of like a hatchback sedan. I don't know how you would describe it.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's it's a it's one of those typical really old cars that could be like a, you know, a Renault or it could be like a Pinto. You don't you don't know. You have to like see the brand
1: exactly so she sees some young guys walking home from school and she checks this piece of paper she's holding we see it's like a printed paper like a like a like she went to the library (laughs) and hit print on this family picture and she identifies one of them as the son so the son's telling his friend that they should go to his house instead because his house sucks then a neighbor comes by and knocks on her car window and is like, can I help you? Like you've been outside for a while and Caitlin pulls off and the woman, did you notice how she made like a sad face? Yes. Like yes. An exagger- I've, I felt for her because I was like, oh, she- I don't know if she's an empath, but she's very much a feeling <laughs> person. Yes.
2: Well, she also did that kind of that, that sort of old lady look like, hmm, what is yeah. that? What is that young lady doing? I feel, I feel bad for her.
1: Absolutely. And I love the, I don't know, like the harmony in this neighborhood. Like, I feel like people are genuinely interested, but not being nosy. Do you know what I mean? Yeah.
2: Like the fact that she just walked away and didn't like go call the police.
1: For sure. Or like even at the end, like, you know, everyone comes out and it's like a group project. So finally. Also,
2: also one thing to, that, that I took note of was she was doing some like ferocious car acting. Did you notice that? She was like using everything around her. She was using the car too because you notice she pulls away and the car like lurches forward and she's also doing this thing where she's like tap, tap, tapping her foot like she's got really bad ADHD and she's in chemistry class taking a test or something. She's like shaking her leg. She's really showing us that she's very nervous about whatever's about to happen.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's about to do you can tell, first of all, this is like an oddly long time that they've given her in this car. So she is acting for her life in this scene. (laughs) I mean, it took like a good, it took up a good minute and a half, which is always like way too much for me. But finally, the people she was waiting for come home. She follows Mm -hmm. them to their driveway 214 to 450.
0: Um, Excuse me. Are you Gabe Michaels?
3: Uh, yeah. Can I help you? Uh,
0: my name's Caitlin Patterson.
3: I'm sorry, do I know you?
0: My mom was Liam Patterson. I know you might not believe this, but I think I'm your daughter.
4: Do you know her?
3: I knew her briefly before we even met. Caitlin, why did you wait so long to come find me?
0: I thought my daughter was dead. Thank you. It's what she'd always told me. I only found out about you after she died.
4: Elaine died? She died from breast cancer about a month ago.
0: Um, this is her will. It tells about you in there. I was scared to come here, I didn't know how you'd react.
4: It's okay, you don't have to be scared. Thank you.
3: Well, there's not a lot in the way of assets here. 78 Plymouth. Elaine never married?
4: No. So where are you living now?
0: Um, well, we were renting and she didn't have any savings, so... I'm sort of like living out of my car.
4: (sighs) I cannot imagine what you're going through right now. I mean, first losing your mom, and then having to live in your car. My god.
3: AJ? AJ? Hey, where are you going? Room.
4: Come join us. We're going to have dinner soon. I
1: already ate.
2: All right. A lot of exposition happened there.
1: A lot of exposition. It didn't hurt me. I mean, normally it would. I I missed. Yeah, it's a 78 Plymouth. Maybe the reason why these notes were so easy is because I wasn't doing my job, but it's a 78 Plymouth. So everyone pull up your Carfax or whatever. What do you think about how much like all the way she handled it, i thought liz was very much oh you know that was like bl before liz like i'm fine this is this child like i I can't imagine having a more supportive partner
2: Uh, yeah i mean i i completely agree she's she's really nice especially since caitlin who we now know is the the girl in question car actor Caitlin comes in with the piece of paper that we heard in the clip where it it's a a will and it basically looks like something that she printed out off of like legal zoom. Like this is not an actual will of any kind. So the fact that Jennifer Beals extends her disbelief, you know, so immediately, it says a lot about her. She's a very nice person. She's a good mom.
1: For sure. You're right. All of the paperwork in this movie is taken at such face value. All of it. <laughs> It's, it is a little bit insane when we think about the type of legal documents and all of that. Um, in one way, it does feel cruel to turn this 19-year-old girl on the street. However, she's also 19. Right. And I know her mom's dead, but surely she has a friend.
2: You One would think. And I personally don't feel that sorry for her because I was complete, I moved to California on my own by the age of 18. 19 for 19 for sure 18 I was maybe I was still at home but by I moved here at 19 and fended for myself Mm -hmm. so the whole like I'm living in my car I was like "Mm."
1: well (laughs) you're like well I moved to LA so sorry you're living in your car (laughs) I think the actress who plays Caitlin is very very pretty yeah Um, I would like to see really quickly what she's up to now I want to ask you if if a random girl showed up at your front door and, and said that she was her, your husband's adult child. Mm-hmm. How do you think you'd handle that?
2: Well, I mean, I am, I'm definitely on the codependent side. So I would, I would probably definitely at the beginning be extra nice because I wouldn't want anyone to be mad at me, but I would, I'm sure I would grow resentful really quickly. Oh, and, yeah, starts, and have suspicions
1: that seems fair that seems fair especially the way they act and let's be real even if he is her biological father it is not rare no it's kind co- it's a phenomenon i'd say it's it's not completely rare but it's a thing when when parents and children have been separated same with brothers and sisters have been separated and they've never met they sometimes have this you know sexual attraction I love how you're already
2: normalizing it.
1: No, no, I'm not. No, I have
2: not not heard. I have not heard of that.
1: If I heard, if I found out that my husband had an adult daughter and she showed up and the second that I started to worry that they had sexual attraction, I'd be talking to a therapist. I'd take them to therapy therapy because I know that happens. Like people smash their biological kids. It's disgusting. So Gabe asked Caitlin, you know, what her plans are for the future. And she's like, oh, probably get a job. You know, she says that she finished school. And when he says, oh, like college. And she's like, no, high school. This is like he gets so stuck on that, which is so bizarre for an unemployed musician.
2: Yeah. Yeah, definitely.
1: Like, did he go into debt? to be in college in order to be this like stay at home flop
2: i mean the whole thing is really weird but it's also just weird that he would even say to her like what are your plans because she just said she's living in her car like what what kind of plans do you think she's going to come up with like oh, i'm going to start selling some fruit you know out of my hatchback or maybe some blue blockers on the side of the road like what what plans is she supposed to have
1: Right. I know. I think maybe he's just trying to like open the conversation so that her situation seems more dire and that if they were able to step in and give her this place, you know, maybe she could go get that higher education or whatever. I don't know. It's very it's very bizarre. So he invites her to stay for dinner. Then there's this like, yeah, what did you think about the title sequence?
2: I mean, I didn't really think that much of it, except that it felt like it almost came in. It came in kind of late. But what did you think?
1: I just thought it was – I just think it's interesting when they take the time to do one. Because normally just a simple title card is fine. And I always think it's like such a waste of their precious minutes.
2: I mean, yeah.
1: I don't know. It was kind of artful. It felt like I was sitting down to like see a 90s horror movie. So (laughs) – Yeah. Caitlin's watching TV – while Liz and Gabe are talking in the next room in hushed tones, is Liz going to be okay with this? She just got out of the hospital last week. And Liz is like, yeah, I'm fine. You know, and he says, if Caitlin, or she goes, oh, if Caitlin is yours, we have a responsibility to her. See, I think I like her. Then AJ comes downstairs and notices this hot girl in the living room.
2: Yeah. So I don't know that people know who AJ is yet, but AJ- Oh, it's their
1: son. Their yes. shitty son.
2: Yes. Who's who's just an asshole and spoiled and, you know, we're supposed to kind of feel sorry for him because, you know, because obviously something was going on with his mom and he's got all sorts of resentments, but he's just one of those shitty kids who like storms up the stairs. How old would you say he is?
1: I probably guess like 15, like he's not old enough to drive. He would definitely have a car if he was old enough to drive. But, you know, it's interesting because, like, that's the part that gets me. It's one thing to be totally turned off of your parents and to not trust them and go to their house after school the way that he was saying with his friend Sean, like, I don't want to go to my house. It's dark shit in there. Like, that – it's okay to feel that way. I just would have never been allowed to get away with door slamming, the stomping. Oh, um, yeah. That's, like, what would, you know – that's, that's the downfall right there. And mm-hmm. the, so obviously something very bad happened if she's willing to put up with all that. That's what that tells me. If he's getting away with that behavior, she must have done something pretty fucked up before Liz got, you know, sh- shipped off to the mental hospital. Right,
2: right, right. That's so, what we're supposed to believe.
1: And, you know, I don't know about you, but, like, there was no way that if I walked downstairs – in my living room with like my parents, I'm an only child and there's some hot dude sitting there. There's no way that my first move is to have a flirtation with them.
2: It was so weird and creepy feeling and his, and the, okay. He's another one that there, that there's a lot to me. There's a lot of overacting going on because it's like, they're like, okay, want you to seem like really excited by her. So he, you know, He has to, he does these, like, super, like, his eyes are completely lit up faces, which was just so cheesy.
1: Do you think that that was to, like, really show his, the difference between him and his dad? Like, just, like, we already know he's a kid, but, like, he is at that stage where he could be a young man. And so I wonder if they had him, like, really play it, play up the childlike nature.
2: I I mean, yeah, I guess so. I also just think he was probably kind of a new actor.
1: Later <laughs> later
2: in my notes, though. Yeah, he, I don't think he's gone that far with his acting.
1: Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't have a lot of Instagram followers. Spencer List. So Spencer List. Actually, he's still working. He just did Good Trouble, which is a big series right now. He has like two movies in post. Oh, my oh, God. Okay, He did The Fosters. He, oh, he was on The Bachelorette. Oh no! Just kidding. The Bachelors, never mind. He started off on like iCarly.
2: Oh, I didn't yeah. know that, but I have watched a lot of iCarly.
1: And he also played Tate Walker in the Law and Order SVU episode, season six, episode six, Coerced.
2: Probably seen it.
1: But Lola, Miss Lola, who plays Caitlin. Oh God, mm-hmm. honey. I don't, something happened after 2016 I assume he <laughs> retired But we have not seen our girl That always makes me nervous But Gabe comes into the living room And, and cock blocks his son And he's like this might be your half sister And AJ's like you know pissed I don't know if it's because he's not going to be able to have sex with her Because he's finding out that His dad had a life before he was born mm-hmm. um, But he's like You know he's heard enough This is the last thing they need right now Which is true so Caitlin says that she should go. She apologizes for bothering them. You know, thanks, thanks for the dinner. And she gives Gabe this huge hug before walking out into the rain. And she's just sitting there crying in her car when Liz comes and knocks on her window. And she's like, come inside. It's going to be okay. So Caitlin's really enjoying her first minutes in her guest room. I can only imagine it's like getting out of prison. The way she's resting, she looks like she just did hard time. Is in oh bed. yeah,
2: she jumps onto the bed. She's just like flops herself on the bed, like, "Oh
1: my god, it's a real bed. This is amazing."
2: Also, did you notice that that Gabe is wearing this like a leather necklace? He's yeah. wearing kind of a normal shirt, but it's unbuttoned too many, like one button to make it uncomfortable. And then he's wearing this like a leather necklace that's so cheesy. It, it's like all the guys on like Bachelor in Paradise wear.
1: Gabe is like. They do so many subtle nods to the midlife crisis that it seems that he's been in since the nineties. Mm-hmm. Um, the way he's dressed the day of his birthday party is fucking nuts. Like the guy, <laughs> is just, it's nuts because like he does definitely have this like suburban dad. Like his you know his collared shirts probably come from Costco type feel. Right, and then he'll be rocking like a weird like leather bracelet or something. Yes, it's like yes. Wow, okay, I know who you are. I know who you are
2: yeah because he needs to remind us that he's a musician you know every day like that that's his real thing i'm a musician that's trapped in this suburban life with these losers
1: right (laughs) so caitlin she's she's getting ready for bed she's brushing her teeth in the bathroom mirror yeah And and she's wearing
2: she's wearing a white tank top with a white bra under it And I have something to say about this because they're going to make kind of a a deal like, oh, she looks so sexy, you know, and because Jennifer, Jennifer Beals is going to come up and be like, Caitlin, you look cold. Why don't you wear my robe?
1: She goes, you should, no, she goes, you might want to, uh, and then she takes off her bathrobe and gives it to her and she goes, in case you get cold. Yeah. And I'm like, I love how – that's the kind of thing that would hit me two years later where I'd be like, oh, that was so nice when Liz gave me her bathrobe. And then, like, two years later, I'd be driving and it would hit me. Oh, my God. She was calling me slutty.
2: Yes. Yes. And here's the thing. Like, this is how kids – this is how teenagers dress. Like, first of all, it wasn't even that bad. Like, it It could have been a lot worse. And she was going to bed, by the way. Who cares? She – it's not like she came out freaking topless. I was so mad. I was really mad during this scene.
1: Right. I agree. I mean, even if she wasn't like wearing a bra at this point. She
2: was wearing a bra though.
1: No, I know. But I'm saying if oh. she wasn't wearing a bra, even if that was the case, it's like, ma'am, control your son. Like, exactly. Why, why is the solution to your son perving on his half-sister giving you or giving her a robe? Exactly. Um, at the same time, I would be very happy. I would probably, if I had that realization two years later, I would also immediately be like, mm, it was worth it for the robe. You know what I mean? <laughs> when all of the said and done, it was worth it. So
2: yeah. Also, also, one more thing. I was laughing so hard at the this the at the set direction, the set decorator, because yeah. AJ's room, so AJ is standing outside of his room and it's like, this is the room of a teenage boy. Because he has a big sign on his door that says, danger, stay out, toxic. Why? Because boys are messy. And I, I did a little Google search for signs on bedroom doors of teenage boys. Uh-huh. Because I feel like the sect- the set decorator did that. They were like, let me see like what would be on the room of a teenage boy. And it was this. It's like, warning, messy teenager room. Beware of dirty dishes and piles of laundry. Right.
1: Right. So, okay, I, there's I have a theory about this. So, okay. this is obviously a house that they rented that people normally live in. Like a lot of the sort of day-to-day stuff that they had around, you could tell it wasn't bought that week at Home Goods, as I often <laughs> refer to. I always yeah, I talk about Home Goods a lot on this show, but you can tell that most of the stuff was there. Even I felt like the linens on Liz and Gabe's bed Felt like it was probably the like Airbnb version that the homeowners put out when they rent their house out. I think they did use a lot of the natural furniture and stuff like that, but my lifetime theory is this they always do the teenagers' bedrooms to the most. Like it'll be a a situation where a family is moving into a brand new house and the whole house is empty, but if you go to the teenagers' room, Mm -hmm. The walls are always painted teal and there's posters (laughs) everywhere and fairy lights. And I think it's because there's nothing sadder than a child with a barren room.
2: Yeah, I guess so. But there was one sign that I found on my Google that somebody that there was a picture of that just said, Teens crib, danger. You probably don't want to go in there. And I was like, now that is some lazy sign writing. I mean right. even, at least the beware of di- beware of dirty dishes and piles of laundry that that has something some kind of meaning but just you probably don't want to go in there. I was like I should get a job writing signs for who who gets that I want that job.
1: Honestly that sounds ESL to me.
2: Oh yeah that's like, yes 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 that was yes.
1: written that's like poor you know an interesting translation. <laughs> Cause I, I, cause you get the idea, right. It just se- it seems right, but it's slightly, it's slightly remixed. And that's usually my sign when I'm like, oh, this was not, this is not English as a first language. Yeah, yeah. So Liz is folding laundry and catching up on the phone with one of her friends. I love this felt real. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I love, I love that because God, I don't know, do moms still do that? get on I the do. phone and talk for like two and a half hours with their sister I, or whatever. I do I do it. Okay, good. I love that. So, her friend Angie, what did you think of her friend? She only really shows up as a sage.
2: Yeah, I thought the fr- I thought she seemed too old to be Jennifer Beals' friend. I was like Jennifer Beals is keeping herself up way more than this than her friend.
1: Oh my god, are you kidding me? I felt like this is a beautiful like intergenerational friendship. Angie's out there fucking <laughs> But I don't think she was supposed to be. I is she, I don't know. Let's see what there if there's an actual age difference between these actresses. I'm so oh, confused.
2: I thought they were supposed to be the same age and I was like, that's not fair.
1: No, Tracy Huey, that's the name of this actress. She does not have a birthday on her IMDb. That was I yeah. f- remember that was like a thing when IMDB it was like 2015 they let you take your age off. Which I don't relate to. I'm proud of my age.
2: Well you'll get there. You'll get to the age where you start feeling shame.
1: What what age was that for you? I think after fifty. Fifty? Okay. Why do you feel you feel shame? No, I just feel like people
2: have there, there's a a thing like people just think a certain thing about once you're 50, they have a a idea in their head of what that's supposed to be like.
1: I guess. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I feel like people thought that, think that about 25 and 30, I don't know. It's, yeah, I hope. Okay, let, I hope that we can relieve that feeling from you. Let's take let's let's take that out. Okay. Let's, okay. All right. Let's get into the zone. So. Okay. Here we go. Uh, is listening in from the kitchen, and she overhears Liz say that she's feeling a lot better. She wants to pick up running again. She's still on the meds, but the doctor says she should exercise. So, like, the only med she's on is Klonopin. Mm-hmm. And I'm, and I'm like, babe, like, are you fine? Like, mm-hmm. so like, sometimes you get nervous. Like I just it was like very like strange to me. It's like, imagine being so zoinked out on, on mm-hmm. <laughs> or like it, it implies that the treatment she was on at the hospital for two months was just Klonopin. Like, mm-hmm. I can I do that? Like, can I take two months of being on a Klonopin drip? I would love mm-hmm. that.
2: Mm-hmm. Me too. Me too. Just a nice Xanax bar. Just, you know, once a day and, and you're good. You're oh, cured.
1: Little Xan. So AJ comes bounding down the stairs. He's gonna spring in his step now that he has a hot sister around and he's like, are you mm-hmm. going to be around today? And Liz hears him. So she like appears in the kitchen and asks if he wants a ride to school. Like she's just trying to you know reach out with a little olive branch moment she's just like here take an olive twig you know I'll just I'll I'll do I'll do that and he's like fuck you mom I know what I hate this kid (laughs) I mean the way his face falls when she walks into the room like she either said or did the most psychotic shit to him or he's a psychopath right It's crazy how he just goes devoid of emotion. So once he's out the door, Liz is confused and upset. But Caitlin offers her some coffee. She's like, "I hope you like it black because it's black." I'm like, "That's not how coffee works. (laughs) Like you're not at a fucking train station." What's
2: going on? I thought the same thing. Also, why is Caitlin making coffee? It's not her house. Have you ever just wandered downstairs into somebody's house that that allowed you to stay overnight and like? just started working their coffee
1: maker. No, but I know people that would. And when I see them in action, I'm always like, at first I'm appalled. And then I'm like, no, wait a minute. Good for them. Because (laughs) it's normal to want coffee in the morning. And I think that that, as long as you're making a pot for the house, you should do that more, Molly. Like I see people (laughs) who have this Caitlin like spirit and I'm like, I wish that I could relate or even think to do 10% of that. Uh, Stephanie, I'd be nervous to ask for more water.
2: Well, that's how I would be too. I would just wait for somebody to, and I would, I would hint about it and be like, oh, do you guys, do you, do you guys drink coffee or should I run out to, st-? I could totally run out to grab the Plymouth and run out to, can I do a Starbucks run? That's what I would do.
1: Actually, I would probably wake up early, but then like, once you leave, are you welcome back?
2: True. True.
1: So um, her plans for the day are to go with Gabe. Wait, but hold,
2: hold on. Here's another issue. So Beale says, can I drive you to school? You know, and AJ's all sullen. And he says, no, dad's taking me. And I was like, this is very unrealistic because that shit is planned out in people's houses that have two parents. Nobody, There are never two parents offering to drive their kids' ass to school. That is... That is negotiated between the parents, and it's usually the mom. In my case, oftentimes, like, my husband will offer, but it's never like, oh, dad's already taking me. Do you know what I mean? Like, two people have stuff to do.
1: Right. I wonder if, because she hasn't started back at work yet, that she – and Gabe has been doing it because she was in the mental health. And so she's like, Do you feel like getting in a car with mommy? Like can we can we talk? Like I think that's what that was. I don't know though.
2: Okay, okay. You're you know what? You actually make a really good point. I stand corrected on this one. She's
1: just desperado. But no, I agree normally. Like Yeah, but he's you're right.
2: He's gotten used to taking his his kid to school because she's been out of commission.
1: Right. So and two months is a fucking long time. When you're that age, 15.
2: Yeah, no, you're right.
1: So yeah, her plans for the day are to go off with Gabe and get a blood test. And Liz is like, oh, you know, I think it's not a bad idea. And Liz is going to start her day. And Caitlin just gives her this huge hug. Caitlin loves a big hug mm-hmm. in a way that if you really buy her story 100%, it's very sad. Yeah. Where you're like, yes, oh, this poor girl didn't have touch, probably. Yeah, she's
2: like a foster child that hasn't been, like, p- tortured by the system. She hasn't been traumatized.
1: Right, so...
2: I mean, she has, but she's still, like, there's still hope there. She's still looking for her forever family.
1: Exactly. It's in her own way. So, you know, once everyone's gone, Caitlin is looking through all of Liz's things. Her clothes, her jewelry. Like you do. She's trying on her stuff. I know when I was that age... I was very nosy and now I feel like I, now I would never even open someone's medicine cabinet, but when right. I was that age, I was such a snoop. Were you a snooper as a baby? Total. Player?
2: Oh my God. Yes.
1: I would ransack the house.
2: Oh yeah. I would eat all their candy too. Cause I had like some food issues and then do that thing where I was, then I'd feel horrible about it and like try to like hide the evidence. A bad time for me was always like around the holidays. Cause there was a lot of like candy or an an Easter. Mm -hmm. Those were dangerous times to have me in your home.
1: Would you like, would you like take out like half the trash so you could bury a snack? Yes. Even though like I was allowed to eat, I always felt shame about it. Mm -hmm. Um, This is my worst one with snooping. This is like my white whale. I completely. Okay. So I had to babysit these like weird ass, like christians no other way to put it who lived in my (laughs) complex growing up we lived in this like townhouse kind of Uh thing so i was babysitting them and they like basically had the most boring house like they didn't even want me to watch tv after the kids went to bed so like i don't know what they wanted me to do like just sit in silence and like meditate i have no idea I I was a reader, but, like, it's hard in a silent house for hours. Oh, that's horrible. Horrible. So this was a house I never snooped in because I, frankly, just, like, wasn't interested. I didn't think they had the goods. Mm -hmm. And one day, my mom mom calls me into her room, and she goes, Molly, did you read Nancy's diary? (sighs) And, like, I was, like... I I guess whatever my face was. Thank God I have an expressive face because my whatever my reaction was, my mom was like she didn't do it. And I and was like Had you? No. Oh. That's the biggest disappointment. Was that I never read their fucking diary. I wish I had. But they were like we think Molly, you know, she gave the girls too much ice cream. And I was like <sighs> I they were and I babysat these kids for like a week. And it every night And like, I think we went through a pint of ice cream and my mom was like, well, did you give her parameters? And then they were accusing me of reading their lame fucking journal, I'm sure. Like, what do they have interesting going on?
2: That's just ridiculous. I thought you, I thought the story was going to have something that you did wrong, but now no, I I'm didn't. really mad at these people.
1: I, well, the reason why I'm pissed, here's what I did wrong, was I didn't read the fucking journal. I wish I had. If I knew there was journals in the house to read, I would have been on that. <laughs> so the fact that you know my neighbors hated me because they thought I read their journal was really the biggest disappointment of my life. So Liz is running with her friend in the park. Yeah, Who's after Caitlin spots the Klonopin in the bathroom. Liz is running with her friend in the park, and her friend wants to slow down. And when they do, they talk about Liz's mental breakdown. She really ready to get back to work. Isn't that what drove her to break down in the first place? And Liz feels fine, and frankly, the family needs the money. So this is something to know about this family, is that Liz is the only breadwinner. As far as I can tell, Gabe is a financial suck on the entire household. yes. What a yeah! What a uh, terrible situation.
2: Yeah, and he is, has no shame about it either.
1: No, I definitely. I feel like this is a lie. Liab- I feel like this is where having a significant other period is a fucking liability. Like I can, I'm not being brought down by that shit. Sorry. Like I'm exactly. so happy for your music, but like I have, you have to go somewhere else. I just, you know, even if I, I couldn't do it, I couldn't be going into debt for someone. It would drive me nuts. So right. at school, we get a sense of what AJ is like. And we meet his friend, Sam and like a fish or no, Sean, rather. I love Sean. He has this sort of like ducky from 1610. Uh, that's what I wrote down
2: too. A hundred percent wrote down. I wrote he's, he, this is the modern day ducky.
1: He's very, like, he's great comedic relief in this movie. He's, like, the only one who gets laughs, I think, or, like, what could be considered laughs. He has a, like, tuft of neon green or sort of teal color in his hair. He looks very, like, I don't know. He just has that sort of, like, he looks like everyone's little brother's friend.
2: Yes. Yes. 100%. So He's perfect.
1: AJ's got a crush on a girl named Jackie who... Does a very deep side part.
2: Yes. And wears like these really big black smart glasses, which were not a thing in high school. But okay.
1: Were they smart All... glasses?
2: Oh, yeah. They were really smart. They they made her look really smart. But she's very pretty. Oh. And by the way, I forgot her name. I wrote it down later in my notes. But she has like 4 million Instagram followers.
1: Yeah, so she's huge. She was in The Flash, this The Stand. This actress is played by Katherine McNamara. She's done a bunch of shit. Arrow. I see Arrow everywhere. Arrow mm-hmm. is, is a regular that comes up for us. Transformers, Rescue Bots. But she, I think she's been acting since she was young. Yeah. She also did Law & Order Special Victims Unit. Every good actor has.
2: Yeah. Oh, Yeah.
1: Okay, so.
2: So AJ wants to go up to her, but he's scared. And so his ducky is like, you know, come on, you're the man. Go talk to her. <laughs> go talk to her.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's so cute. And but, like she kind of like walks over and she like literally looks her nose down her nose at him. Like she's mm-hmm. just like over it. So Caitlin heads into a record store in town.
0: Hey, girl. Hey. How'd it go? Did you meet them? I did. So, details? It was surreal. It was what I expected. She was so nice. She invited me to stay over for dinner. Why wouldn't she be nice? I don't know. I guess I just didn't think of her being nice. Well, what about him? What about your dad? Um, he took me for blood tests today. Blood tests? You think you're lying? No, but I think we just want to be sure, you know? I know it's maybe my mom, like, made a mistake or something.
1: This episode is sponsored by Factor. Okay, here's what I love about Factor Meals. They make eating better easy. They're fresh, never frozen. They take two minutes in the microwave. You get to pick what meals you're going to eat. Over 35 different recipes are available to you to choose from. Their delicious recipes are chef crafted and nutritionist approved. They are very filling, like not too much, but they're perfectly filling. I had the keto meal last week. I've been doing the keto meals basically. And there was one day in particular that I just remember going to bed And being like, I'm actually full. Like, I ate hours ago, and I'm actually full. Normally, I need a little snack snack. You know, I get up to the chocolate after dark. But I was totally full, completely satisfied, and my meal was delicious. You can also do calorie-smart meals, vegan or veggie, and protein plus. There's also other stuff you can try as well. You can get as much or as little as you want and reschedule or pause at any time. Personally, I get six meals. You can go up to 18. That's what my boyfriend does. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash mothermayi50 and use code mothermayi50 to get 50% off. That's code mothermayi5050 at factormeals.com slash mothermayi50
0: to get 50% off. During Women's History Month, come explore what feminism means to you with nonfiction storytelling podcast, Thread the Needle. I'm your host, Donna Schill. I'll use my background in journalism to dive into topics that matter to women today. Listen to Thread the Needle wherever you get your podcasts.
1: I'm sorry. I'm just realizing this is my third time watching this movie. This, Caitlin, Caitlin's extensions are so fucking poorly mixed into her hair. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Oh
2: yeah. Oh yeah. It's completely like brown on the bottom.
1: Also, like guys, I don't know how people pull this off when it seems like oh, you have three inches of skull meat under your hair. Like, <laughs> what is that look when they do it? I'm like, we we see where your hair ends. What's going on? You got a fat scalp. <laughs> Like, what is that look I don't understand but this is do you also agree that this is like just like the weirdest co-worker boundaries because like in some ways this is like maybe professional if like you're her assistant but like when two people work a minimum wage job you're in the shit together mm-hmm. like you know that you know what what's really going on with Caitlin it's so strange the way that like Caitlin didn't better finesse her situation at work. It it's just odd.
2: Well, yeah, and the coworker is very gullible. And she's trying to act like she's asking the right questions, but it doesn't it doesn't feel like
1: that. I feel like she secretly hates her. And then also, I don't know if you noticed that all the records are sort of like ripoffs or knockoffs of other real bands and i think for the most part they did a pretty good job but there's this one record that haunts the entire movie and it's just called taylor and it has a blonde girl with a guitar on it and i just love it because it's like we've got a taylor swift fan in the building but two it's so perfect like it really is it feels like the good version of bad fake websites
2: yeah, but here's the thing. If you're going to have to go through that much trouble to create to recreate like a, a record store vibe, why not have them work somewhere else? Because it's not even believable that they would work at a record store. It's supposed to be kind of a modern movie and there are no record stores. That's well, not a normal thing that you would just, do. "Hey, I'm just getting a job at the local record store." That shit would be a specialty shop.
1: Well, her dad loves music. So we have to give like a reason for them to bond over music together, if you know what I mean.
2: I I mean, yeah. And later we're going to find out that they met at the record shop.
1: Right. So, like, I feel like that makes natural sense for him to have come in there. Whereas, like, if he was just killing time at a cafe when he has that amazing home studio, that makes less sense. This almost seems like a natural meeting. But it's not yeah. hammered home enough.
2: yeah. Okay,
1: I'm the biggest lifetime Apologist so Liz meets with her boss And her boss is like I mean I feel like the Boss is an HR nightmare
2: (laughs) Yeah Liz you've made me a lot of Money over the years but that Thing you did when your serotonin Levels were way too low was terrible And made me lose a lot of money
1: Right it's like I I mean Fair Uh, you know The optics of a place like that Are very important and it's not great to have an employee have a, a mental breakdown on the floor. But, you know, it wasn't exactly like, what's that that show with Laura Dern where she has a fucking meltdown? Enlightened? It's not Enlightened-style meltdown. Right. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it was. Who knows? We didn't no, no,
2: we don't know. We don't know what happened. We don't know if she told everybody to, like, fuck, go fuck themselves or, you know, we don't know. But- probably not considering the fact that she's coming back
1: well she at least didn't show up with a gun yeah exactly but i mean these things i know some workplaces are a little bit more intense about like skirting hr and being real with them that like oh hr don't you know don't bother basically but it just is it's it's like kind of a nightmare the way it's handled so liz gets home and hears music throughout the house turns out caitlin and gary started a little family band together,
0: 1631 to 2018. Yeah. my weakness,
3: That's it, Caitlin.
0: Now I'm all alone. It's never too late.
3: That's it. Nice.
0: My time's coming soon, but I will I just you <laughs> Oh, hi, Liz.
3: Turns out, Caitlin knows quite a lot about music. She's been uh, giving me some great inspiration no, today. No,
0: it's Gabe. You can play the guitar
4: so beautifully? I gave him that guitar back when we were dating. Mm. I wasn't making that much. Those days, I was just working as a waitress, so I really I had to save up. That's so romantic. Can you just give us a minute? Yeah, no.
3: Thanks, Caitlin, that was fun.
4: It's really, really good. You haven't had the Les Paul out in a while.
3: I know, it's true. I guess uh, I just felt like it today. It was fun.
4: Hey, what is it? What's wrong? Tillman is still so angry.
3: Well, if he's so angry, why did he bring you
4: back? He doesn't have a choice knows that Nakatomi might go somewhere else if I don't handle his account. Well, what'd you tell him? What did I tell him? Hmm. Gabe, you don't, you don't earn. You know, and I don't mean that as an insult. It's just how it is. I mean, but we're gonna need money really soon.
3: And no. if I... No, not If it means your health, we're not, no.
4: Did you get the blood test?
3: Mm-hmm, yeah. It's gonna be a couple of days until we get the results.
4: Hmm. what do we do till then? I don't know. I
3: haven't thought that far ahead yet.
4: Well, let's think about it now. What does that mean? I think it might be better if she stayed someplace else for a while. Like, where? In her
3: car? (laughs) It's just, Liz, it felt today like maybe she really was my daughter. I got to spend time with her, and I got to tell you, there was this kind of connection between us. Then I find out that she's musical. I mean, you heard it there. It's incredible.
4: It's fine, um, it's okay.
3: Is it? No, no, you're right, you're right. I will tell her and uh, she'll understand.
4: No, no, don't make her go. Just, just let her stay here until the blood tests come back. <laughs> no I'm sorry I'm
1: sorry I mean thoughts
2: well first of all this guy does not want to get a job no. like that he is leading with I do not want to get a job like he he's begging her to like the music it means so much to me and now my daughter loves music you know it's and he's just so manipulating
5: of course. and
2: slimy i don't like the fact that she bends every single time like i i don't like the fact that they make her character go i think she should live somewhere else oh never mind i'm so sorry i said that i can't believe i said that
1: well she did just have a mental breakdown and i think she is probably comp overcompensating you know mm-hmm. he's embarrassed and like he's She knows that that can be held against her. But when he says, you know, you're not going to work like that, not if it hurts your mental health. And it's like, well, then what are you plan to do? Yeah. Friend, what are we going to do? Because this house, this lifestyle that you're accustomed to is obviously not going to pay for itself. So I do want to play the scene that follows it. I normally don't like to do back to back, but I want everyone to hear sort of the dynamic that AJ has with his friend, Sean, 2019 to 2111.
2: 11 Challenge me every time,
0: and you lose. And I'm not holding that against you, I'm just saying, that no, cool.
3: not, I swear not
0: cool, you that's be, what it is, it's, it's not cool. cool. You will be upset out this time, I swear. And you lose. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, dude, <that's
2: laughs> the money out. shot.
0: Here we go again. Here we go again.
2: Caitlin.
3: What are you guys playing?
4: Where have you been hiding her, dude?
0: He keeps me locked up in the basement. Basement? (laughs) Are you sure I
4: can't make you guys something? We're fine, Mom.
5: (laughs) Stop.
4: Mom! Get out of here!
1: So... If you're curious why he was giggling like that, it was because his half-sister was tickling his inner thigh.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he um, was... Yeah, he's definitely... I think you're right about the age. I had been trying to figure it out. I was like 14, but I think 15. But yes, the, he so turns it on one minute. As soon as his mom talks to him, he's like, shut up, get out of here, you stupid bitch. And then as soon as Caitlyn's talking to him, he's like,
1: <laughs> oh,
2: my half sister Caitlyn.
1: Right. Like he's like disturbingly horny. He's like, mm-hmm. on. he's very down bad. And I just, it, if I saw any woman, I don't know. Listen, there are weird things that different families do. Like maybe in Caitlyn's, you know, uh, with her mom, maybe they were a family in which that wasn't abnormal. Have you ever had a friend or known anyone who, when they, when you saw something that their family did, that you were like, oh, that's like so fucking weird and they don't even know it.
2: I mean, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. Can you?
1: Uh, no. No, not real. I mean, no. I mean, not off the top of my head, but like there's definitely weird things. Let me, I mean, listen, here's the thing. I grew up as a single Only child with a single mom So I kind of think I'm very bewildered by most Families Mm -hmm. Like the way that I I I feel like dads are weird Like that's how I just feel like Uncomfortable around other people's dads Most of the time like unless they're You know I feel you know Close with them I'm kind of grossed out By dads generally
2: Well me too (laughs) I mean I didn't I didn't really have one either I had a stepfather Who was a total asshole so I'm with you on that. But I mean my my home life was fairly was kind of abnormal although it was supposed to seem kind of normal so not too much really surprises me.
1: Another one is like families that are all in on several inside jokes that are just so unfucking funny. And you yeah. wonder why they can't turn it off while they're around other people, and it just makes them seem like they have a low IQ. Yes, because you're but, right, like that's not funny, but it's, right, it's not supposed to be for you.
2: But also, like, did you? I mean, uh, did you watch The Bachelor? Have you? Do you watch? Uh, it yeah, while? I
1: like watched like four seasons in one summer. It was sick.
2: Well there there was this Peter Pilot Pete if you ever heard about him in the you know i don't know in the pop culture arena Yeah he had like a week, like the mom it ha- it was sort of like unhealthy boundaries with the mom and then they would have these family get togethers where like they all wear white And I always thought that was incredibly, like, weird and creepy and kind of inappropriate. Was
1: he the one whose mom was like, just bring my Hannah back? Is that? Yes. Okay. that was crazy. So, yeah. So So
2: she's tickling him.
1: And, yeah, AJ and Caitlyn pick the game back up. And she wants to know, what's the deal with him and his mom? Why is she, like, why is he so angry at her? And AJ kind of just brushes it off and goes, trust me, you wouldn't get it. And, you know, she Which it
2: doesn't seem that hard to get, really
1: no like, it doesn't seem hard <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know they act like it would they act like it was some really insane thing that happened
1: yeah but, yeah I mean I guess maybe for a 15 year old they might not have the vocabulary like I remember just being like oh like the, the tone has shift around the house that's weird like what's going on and then now I look back and I'm like oh it was probably like this hard time, and I didn't even know it because I didn't understand emotions, you know. Fully.
2: Right, true. But okay, I
1: think with Caitlin, she's never had. I mean, she later goes on to describe Liz as being like a real grown-up compared to any sort of parenting she's had. So she does that thing that sometimes people do, where they're like, "Well, you're, you're lucky you have a mom," at right. all. Right. And it's like, dog, I am so sorry your mom died, but please do not. (laughs) Please do not put me on your guilt trip, dude. Yeah. Not I love my mom. That's not what I mean. But I just see that all the time. So Caitlin says that when she was little, her mom was amazing. It was them versus the world. But when she got older, things started to change. And now she's gone. And Caitlin turns back to the video game, you know, to distract herself. And she asks if she can just watch, which blows my mind watching someone play a video game right what's fun yeah so it's
2: very it's very like hey teenage boys act like teenage boys because they're very extra in the way they teenage boy you know they jump on the couch and put their feet on the coffee table and grab their gaming i mean it's it's all that
1: and that's very lana del rey of her so at family a family dinner, they're yeah. listening to Bluegrass, and Gabe is like, Oh, you hear all that finger picking in the music? These guys were the masters. And Caitlin's like, Were you ever one of the masters? And AJ like gets a smug smile and Liz comes in. She's like, Yeah, you had a couple hits back in the nineties. And Gabe's like, That's not as long ago as you think. Not some wash up, you know? And Liz yeah. is like, So how's the new album coming along? <laughs> Which you know that <laughs> album. <laughs> You know, that album has been in production for 15 years. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She asked, she like, she's like, so did you get any fucking work done while I was in the mental Mm -hmm. hospital? Like, where Mm -hmm. are we Mm -hmm. at on that?
2: Yeah, because P.S., Jennifer Beals has gotten up that day, offered to take her son to school, offered to take AJ to school, gone back to her job all day, come home, made like a four course or five course family dinner. And basically what Gabe's done all day is wear that stupid, like weird members only jacket, like rip off.
1: Yep. Folded the laundry. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. She's doing everything. Put on a suit. I Mm -hmm. like, I am so in awe. Of people Put who on wear heels. every day. Mm-hmm.
2: She obviously didn't like eat her feelings during rehab and get fat because she fits into all her clothes. Mm-hmm. Well, she is also doing all that running. She's probably also gone for a run that day. Like, Maybe Mama she's is... down.
1: I mean, she's at the mental hospital taking clonapin. I don't think they have the best food. Yeah. Maybe she's skinny.
2: Yeah. So, Caitlin announces at this point that she got a job at Underground Records. And everyone cheers like she just got into Harvard. And they're like,
1: this calls for a toast! She did it. And Gabe, like, pulls out this bottle of champagne. And this is so interesting because like, three of the t- people at the table can't drink. Mm-hmm. Like, Caitlin's underage. AJ's, like, definitely underage. I mean, this guy just started getting boners, okay? Like, he's not <laughs> old enough to drink champagne. And Liz is on Kalani. So mm-hmm. I mean, I and I was proud of Liz because I was like, oh, Liz, plenty of people drink on Klonopin. Don't be crazy. There. You fucking <laughs> nuts, girl, you can have a drink. Right. But what do you think? Like, what is up with that? What's up with this? Like, why is he popping out the alcohol?
2: Oh, and then well, he's because he's trying to make her think that she's crazy, like unfun. And, you know, that's his whole thing. Like, come on, you can have a drink. Right. Like don't be all like that. Because you know why? Because he's a big old man baby who wants what he wants when he wants it and he wants to have a drink.
1: Right. And 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 of course Liz kind of polices very quickly how much AJ is allowed to have, but he gives him mean, Caitlin's his daughter. So he fills that glass right up.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my daughter. I'll do what I want. So, All of a sudden, when she drinks and how much she drinks.
1: Exactly. So Gabe spills champagne on Caitlin during the toast. And he tries to, like, mop the excess off her boobs. It's really, <laughs> like, there's a famous scene in a movie where someone is, like, cartoonishly wiping someone else's, like, very large breast. Do you know what that is? It's, like, a, it's a fucking, like, comedy bit. I know I've seen it. Maybe in, did that happen to Jennifer Coolidge in Legally Blonde?
2: I don't remember. It's not ringing a bell to me, but you know, I'm over 50 and I've gone through the change and my memory is not what it used to be.
1: It's just so like molesty and obvious. Like he's really uh, taking, he's really taking a moment. So Caitlin wants to switch things up. Can she take AJ for ice cream after dinner? Liz doesn't think that that's a good idea. It's a school night.
2: Well, also, she's just watched her husband like like wiping off her boobs. She's already thinking that her son's being a little inappropriate with her. So she's – Jennifer Beals is feeling incredibly uncomfortable at this point. And she just wants to shut everything down. So just the idea of them walking across the street is like what the – she's like, what is happening here?
1: Right. Yeah, so she's it like, is it's a not little, a good like, idea. It's rough to turn down a 7.30 ice cream cone, though. I mean, he is 15.
2: Yes, but that's what I'm just saying. This is what she's reacting to. And everyone else is acting like she's crazy. Like, what's wrong with you? Of course, AJ's like, what the fuck, mom? (laughs)
1: Yeah, (laughs) yeah, they get they get uh, they get permission to go. So she goes upstairs and she goes to take one of her pills. But then she has second thoughts and flushes her prescription.
2: Yeah, no, this was a tricky moment for me because I was like, okay, I'm not really sure what's happening. Are they trying to imply that she had a drug addiction?
1: No, I think they were – this was a red herring. Okay. I think this was supposed to make the audience, like, doubt Liz's narrative.
2: Meaning what? Meaning – Meaning,
1: like, is she going crazy? Like, she just got off her medication. Because, like, normally in a movie when someone throws out their medication, it's like they're committing to – like, in throwing out your medication, you're basically like – I'm, I'm about to have a huge character change. So, but I think in this case, it's just, you know, I think that, so I think that's what it was. I don't think she had an addiction. She just got out of the hospital. I think the doctor would not advise her quitting her medication.
2: Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. So I was like, I thought she was being a little hard on herself or like, you don't have to stop taking your clonopin. Like these people are driving you a little crazy.
1: Do you think that she didn't trust the medication because she's, now feeling like something's going on and maybe her medication was tampered with, or maybe it's making her more sensitive to what's going on.
2: No, I think she, I think she, if, if I had to guess, and I am confused, but if I had to guess, I would say that it's more like she's kind of blaming herself for being, having gone a little, having gone crazy. And she's trying to prove to herself that she's normal, like that she doesn't need medication. She's good.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think we're saying the same thing kind of, but it's confusing. It's nonetheless, it's incredibly confusing. So AJ and Caitlin walk to get ice cream and while they're, while they're on their walk, he's going to spot Jackie and he starts spilling the tea 25
4: 55 to People don't like to really talk to me anymore since I got suspended
0: what you get suspended for? Fighting. I wouldn't worry about it too much. Girls like fixer-uppers.
4: think I'm a fixer-upper?
0: Not really. But I think you could be nicer to your mom.
4: Why? She's so annoying. She acts like we're one big happy family, and she's like a normal mom that makes her kid a snack. <sighs> she's a freak show.
3: You don't know what it's like to be an adult,
0: AJ have responsibilities. When I was growing up, my mom would say, you know, she'd get this house and we'd have family dinners every single night. And it never happened. (laughs) You don't know what people would give to have what you have. A mom who loves you, a family who loves you. A place you're safe in. I like that girl? Cute butt? Pretend I'm saying something in your
1: ear. <laughs> and it works. As soon as he looks up from this little flirtatious moment that his half-sister has created with him, Jackie's mm-hmm. looking at him and playing with her hair.
2: Yep. She's in. She's pretty easy like that.
1: So, I mean, we can take from this that Caitlin is, you know, we can, you know, she does have weird boundaries, but also she's manipulative, right? Yes. Good for her.
2: So then they go to the record store later mm-hmm. and AJ AJ stops by the record store to visit Caitlin with Ducky in tow. And Ducky tries to hit on Allison, the friend, and with, the, with that classic, like, hey, you're a cougar.
1: I didn't know there was cougars here. <laughs> and then he goes, she says something like, she says, oh, wait, no, before that, Caitlin. <laughs> Caitlin asks her when they're alone. Hey, Allison, have you ever known anyone who has a nervous breakdown, who had a nervous breakdown? Okay. because wikipedia says that people who have them can get violent <laughs> it's like um the fuck which is like why i know that they had this is like weird like it's so their dynamic is so strange because like if a co-worker asked me that i'd be like oh yeah for sure uh-huh. <laughs> like i that's a that's an easy that's not even a like something i would that's not guarded information i jump right into that um, right and so when you come in. <laughs> that's not guarded information. No, like I that's like, oh, you want to talk about like mental illness? I'm down. But anyway, AJ and Caitlin step outside to talk. And he's like, Listen, I thought about what you said about my mom. She used to be so fun and funny. One time she filled my dad's studio with balloons. And we And then for no
2: reason, for no reason, because this is not how anything else has gone in the movie they decide that this is a great time to do a dramatic recreation.
1: Okay, so the only reason why I think this was worth the money is because it <laughs> shows how colorful and fun their life was before this. Because frankly, everything we've seen of this family is that these two people probably shouldn't have ever even been married. Right. So like in this, and it's it's so much bang for your buck. Like it's so cheap to fill a room with balloons and it's such a visual
2: Yeah, but it's like the way they do it where they have him walking in and they do kind of like the soft focus was so ridiculous and over the top.
1: There's literally not even one other flashback in the whole movie. In the
2: whole movie.
1: So. You have to
2: have at least one. Otherwise, it's very weird.
1: So. I, I guess they're on a break because like, you know, Caitlin took a break at work because they're like walking around a pond now. And AJ says that a few months ago, she started really going crazy. She'd be cool. And then she'd go off the handle. She was always working, even at home, no eating, no sleeping. One night he got mad at her and she told him that he was a mistake and ruined her life because she had to stick with his father who was a loser. And the next day she had the same thing at work. So she was supposed to get fired, but they found out she had a medical condition and he's glad she's back. But she, I mean, that that explains the trust issues. Well, here's,
2: here's a problem that I have with that. That to me is not a full on nervous breakdown. That is mom got fucking pissed because she's had to make all of the money in the house and no one is helping out. She's got a lay, a layabout husband, you know, who has no interest in her feelings in, her, in the stress that's on her, and, like, she got sick of it. I don't know how, why we have to
1: pathologize that. Well, maybe – okay, you're right. Maybe his life had been a little too charmed with his mom not telling him that he was a mistake in the past. <laughs> maybe his life had been a little too great in that way, and so now at 15 he's being, he's being humbled when he probably should have been humbled a long time ago. But Caitlin well, apologizes here's, for everything he's been through. Oh, go ahead.
2: Well, I just – I, it's it's like, okay, if if that was really the story, if she just out of nowhere started going, you have a mistake, you know. But give me some other context. Was she drunk? Like what what was going on? Because I just feel like this kid has an attitude problem where he is very entitled and he's probably like, you know, I don't like the fact that my mom's always working. Well, you know, even at 15, he could probably see that his dad doesn't have a job.
1: No, she wasn't sleeping or eating. So, like, I think, like, she probably... I mean, deprivation of sleep is, like, the most cruel thing you could do. To, I mean, I'll say for me, honey, I need at least... If I don't have a great six, my day is fucked up. When I was younger, it used to be worse. I had a very bad temper when I was tired. So this woman hasn't slept for days. I don't think that she, I'd actually, I don't think that she's a substance user. Well, that's what I'm saying.
2: So it could, I guess I'm just thinking it couldn't have been that bad, but I feel like everybody sort of overreacted to this and nobody gave her any grace about it. And then she just like went off the deep end because she was so frustrated. I don't know that she had a full on nervous breakdown. I haven't heard, you know, I mean, listen, I have a lot of friends with like like bipolar illness I know, but it's never really explained what she did.
1: I know, but, like, two months to me implies that, like, she was she needed it in the hospital. Two months.
2: I know, but don't you think it's interesting that she didn't have a substance abuse issue? I mean, they've never alluded to that. They never talked about her drinking too much. It's just all of a sudden she was working too much, and then she, like, went off on people. Well, it's called being really stressed out.
1: Maybe she had a postpartum that she had to work through for 15 years just white knuckle through life and it it broke her back one day
2: yeah i mean that is possible i'm just saying that you know some of these people in her life could have given her a little grace like maybe you know gabe could have gotten off of his ass and just gotten a job at trader joe's i'm just (laughs) coming up with suggestions
1: right yeah make his own spending money for sure yeah so Liz is at work and she's getting good feedback on the presentation that killing it yeah Mm -hmm. when she gets home Gabe and AJ and Caitlin are making burgers in the backyard what are they doing here is he like soaking them in broth what's going on I've never (laughs) seen someone pour liquid on top of a grilling burger especially out of a cup that size
2: really really funny i know it was everything is so over the top to show you just like the teenage boys plopping onto the couch and put their feet up it's like gabe's at the grill
1: it's yeah i know it just it's in a weird way i mean if if you think this is bad you should see the way some of these movies are like in some of these movies those burgers would have been like plastic (laughs) like
2: Oh, I know. I know. I mean, I love a Lifetime movie. I'm, I'm down for this, but I just think it is really funny.
1: It's, uh, it's crazy how many of the teens on this network like really act very much like they watched Lizzie McGuire to prepare for mm-hmm. the role of playing a teenager. <laughs> yes. Um, yes. So she sees Gabe putting his hand on Caitlin's shoulders and then working it down to the small of her back.
2: Yep. And given that little stroke, like this is my lever.
1: Yeah, that's kind of like a place you don't touch someone. I mean, I don't know. It's been a long, I mean, I, it's been a long time since I was a child, but I don't think adults touched the small of my back often. No. That's weird, And they didn't right?
2: stroke it. They don't stroke it. No. No, it's weird. And Jennifer Beals is immediately weirded out. So she's like, mm. oh, so Gabe's like,
1: hey, Ooh, honey. Caitlin's mom's recipe.
2: <laughs> Come on outside, and she's like, I'm going to go upstairs. I've got a big presentation coming up, which you wouldn't know about because, you know, I'm the one who makes all the money around here. So, she doesn't say that, but she implies it.
1: I think if you and I hadn't watched this movie for the first time or already, I would say that, okay, wow, she stopped eating. And she that was one of the things that AJ said she did. She spent all of her time in her office and she wasn't eating. So she did go off for pills. Maybe she's going fucking nuts.
2: I mean, that's what we're supposed to believe, but maybe, or that's what they believe, but I don't believe it for a minute. I don't remember. I don't think I believed it the first time I saw it either. I was just like, this is, these people, these two men in this family are the biggest fucking babies. I know. Yeah, she's got to work. How about this? How about this, Gabe? Make her a burger and bring it upstairs to her, to her office. Cause she has a big presentation the next day
1: exactly why not say exactly okay i'll bring a burger up to you in a little bit yeah i'm gonna let my wife starve
2: but he doesn't understand what it's like to work that's the problem he's like what's up brah i'm a musician you know like when i i don't i don't believe in deadlines when i feel a song i just jam out you know well she doesn't get to live like that because they have a mortgage
1: no the most unbelievable part of liz is that she doesn't need she rushes to see who's home when she gets home versus everyone mm-hmm. else who like savers every second after a long day that they're alone in their house. But her big client is Nakatomi. Okay. Yeah. We, every, this is like the, the Nakatomi dude, he runs Liz's universe and is basically still like the only reason why she's still working at her company. So right. I said, AJ's fat falls. What does that mean?
2: his face falls oh face he's like oh falls. no this
1: is just like before mom's like, headed for a breakdown right. that's what I wrote okay thank you for you're I think you're the first person who ever finished my note for me so I really appreciate mm-hmm. that so that night Gabe walks into Liz's office to check on her so he does care I guess 32 mm-hmm. 11 to 34 36
3: You okay?
4: Fine, just have a lot of work to do.
3: Homework first day back, huh? Yep. You know how we um talked about this tone thing, right? We have to keep it super clean and uh, I'm supposed to bring it up if I feel like it's not?
4: Okay. I admit, I'm not comfortable with her. With Caitlin? With you and her, actually. Me and her, how? Last night with the spill on her shirt and the way you touched her, and I was watching the two of you at the barbecue tonight. Your hand. Was in her- yeah yeah that's right liz
3: on her back what are we talking about are we seriously talking about
4: this it's not where you touched her it's how you touched her it was intimate both times it was romantic even i know because once upon a time you used to touch me like that
3: this is a huge huge accusation you're making Okay, did you ever think that maybe I'm just showing normal affection to my daughter?
4: That's not what I saw. No, I know
3: what you think you saw, is. But seriously, Caitlin may be my daughter. I kind of think she is. I mean, that's just what my gut is telling me. But even if she's not, okay, let's say she's not. Do you honestly think that I would have feelings for a 19-year-old girl? <laughs> and you think that I would be touching her? In the way that you're describing right in front of you? In our own house. <laughs> Come on. Liz, this is absurd. I, I I know we've had our issues with this. This is a new one. This is this is good. We should bring this up in therapy.
1: <laughs> Ooh, so the darkest thing about that is that. Uh-huh he's gaslighting her in a way that she's now laughing she's laughing because she's like he's he's like said all of these things that he's absolutely doing right and made her feel so fucking absurd that she was left laughing which is Mm -hmm. that's a rare breed yeah
2: yeah he's good he's good well, so she, she feels fine about it now. Now that he's explained, oh, you would never be attracted to a 19-year-old. Oh, my gosh. I'm so silly. Yes, silly goof.
1: It. Silly <laughs> goof. I know. I always was like, I, I really, it really took me the longest time to get the, the extent to which men are interested in, in barely legal women. I know that's like the most popular porn besides step step sibling porn which we do have a little bit in this movie i couldn't stop thinking about that i was like this is was this the inspiration for the genre but yeah i it it like took me a really long time to wrap my head around it and so i feel like if i had someone a guy tell me oh molly it's a 19 year old girl i wouldn't do that i'd be like yeah you're right i wouldn't i literally i (laughs) i'm so slow (laughs) Right. I
2: mean, it's like, who are you going to believe? Like me or your lying eyes? I mean, that's really what's going on because he couldn't be more obvious about what's happening.
1: Yeah, I guess, you know, and some will never really know. I'll never really know the, the extreme level of horny men are all the time. So it's 4.33 in the morning and Liz is laying awake with her eyes open. So she's not sleeping and she hears some footsteps downstairs. So she goes down and... She sees that her computer is on, and Caitlyn, like, she and Caitlyn crossed paths. Caitlyn was just getting a glass of water, so she heads back up to her room. The next day at work, she can't find any files on her computer. Her boss is furious. This is how it started last time. Little mistakes. So I think they are really resting on us thinking maybe she's going nuts again with, without her pills. Kind of. Oh, uh, Okay. Like I feel like, I mean, but Liz- it was,
2: but it was pretty obvious. I no, I, I think they want us to think that Caitlyn is up to no good.
1: Yeah, I guess. So he's like, this is, you know, go home, spend the rest of your family. This is not a request; it's an order. So when Liz comes home, Caitlyn is cleaning. I this is like, so this is something that's come up a couple times in Lifetime movies mm-hmm. where women come back home and they see someone else cleaning their house and they get furious. Whereas, like, you could never bother me. If I came home and you were cleaning my house, I'd be thrilled.
2: Okay, on this one, I completely agree with you. I thought the coffee thing was a little weird because that was day one. But I felt like this was good manners.
1: Yeah, you've been there for a week. Run the fucking yeah. vacuum, dog. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> like, throw, 100%. throw on, or at least just don't. I like it when people, like, the best house guest to be, Is the person that, you know, you're going to incur as the host, the standard things, maybe a little more laundry, you know, giving away, uh, you know, an extra portion of the coffee, things that you're happy to do. But the best thing a house guest can do, bring me a succulent or better yet, sweep the kitchen floor, make sure my pets have water. Do the
2: dishes. Yes, exactly. I, so I thought it was weird. So she gets mad though immediately. Yeah. feels is like, what are you doing? Why are you like, why are you vacuuming? It's very suspicious. Vacuuming during the day. Like what is she
1: thinking? I don't know. I think that like, so we saw this in a movie where there was a babysitter that was like a little too obsessed with the kid and I remember the parents came home and they were like, why are you clean? I don't want you cleaning my house. So I think that this is supposed to, there's probably some percent of the population that feels very passionately about this if it's like a clam in Lifetime movies at this point. But yeah, she's like, did you use my computer you little shit? Like later on she's going to mention the computer and she She's like, she's too stupid to use the computer. Mm -hmm. Um, But I like that she kind of gives her, you know, this like cybersecurity benefit of the doubt for a moment. Caitlin's like, I didn't. But Liz pushes. She's like, it's okay if you went online. And she's just like, nope, I I didn't. I swear to God. She's like, because I saw you near my computer last night and all my important files were missing. And Caitlin's like, I was just getting water. So she takes off because she's very hurt by this line of questioning. I don't think I would allow myself to be that hurt.
2: I mean, I'm trying to think if that was really happened to me, I'm sure I'd be like, what a bitch. Like, I didn't touch your files.
1: Oh, I'd be... Well, maybe because I'm a Capricorn, I'd be like, no, I totally get it. going to work on your presentation, especially after being out in a mental hospital for two months. Like, I would... I totally understand how harshly you're questioning me. And you're right. I was downstairs at the same time as you last night. Like... But I would probably just go to my room and like deal with it. I wouldn't, I wouldn't create it. I wouldn't let, I would maybe cry quietly in my room.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. But she runs out of the house. And then the next thing is that Gabe sits with Caitlin because, you know, she's hurt. And he puts his arm around her in this really sexy way. And I think that's what happens, right? Because then Jennifer Beale storms upstairs Right? Because I guess she has come back at that that point. And then Gabe is like, Babe, did you accuse my girlfriend, I mean Caitlin, of erasing your files?
5: That's crazy.
2: <laughs> and this is what you're talking about, where he's like, She knows nothing of computers. She this bitch doesn't even know the difference between
1: IBM and a Mac. I
2: mean, <sighs> my God.
1: I'm gonna play I'm gonna play this scene thirty seven forty five to forty sixteen. <laughs>
4: Did you accuse Caitlin messing with your computer? I asked her if she had used it. She's pretty upset about it, you know. I heard something in the middle of the night. I got up, she was in the hall, my computer was on, and when I went to go show Tillman my work, the file was
3: gone. And you deduced that she went into your computer and erased all your records. Am I getting that right? <sighs> Why would she do that, Liz?
4: I have no idea.
3: The girl doesn't know the difference between a Mac and a
4: PC. How do you know that? Just because she lives in her car? Okay, fine. Fine. Let's
3: assume that she's some kind of secret computer genius. Why would she erase all of your records, Liz? I
4: don't know. I mean,
3: AJ and I, we've, uh, we've put up with a lot. We are doing everything that we can to make this work, Liz. Maybe you took on this and I could tell me anything too soon. Uh,
4: Caitlin, or no Caitlin, we are going to need money soon. I have two mortgage payments coming up. We are 90 days behind on the electric, and to add to the irony, I will soon have to be paying for my own hospital bills. So until your album is finished and sells, this is the boat in which I find myself.
3: I'm sorry that my album is taking longer than expected. I need you to stop worrying, because what if you relapse? Then we're gonna be back to where you were a couple of months ago, Liz, and no one is gonna hire you again! No one. I'm sorry. It's true though, Liz. Realistic here. Honey, you've got to stop and think before you make an accusation like that. What if that had happened at work?
1: I mean this is one of the most insane lifetime cries i've seen in yeah. a long time
2: um also what you're what you're not seeing because you're listening to this is that during this part where gabe comes up behind her and he's talking to her neck it and it was triggering in the way that like trump did to hillary at the debates in 2016 do you Absolutely. know what i mean Absolutely.
1: well you i just feel like i don't know why they mic men like this because they have big man breaths and so like in these movies whenever they have you can hear every breath and i'm like i know that smells like coffee breath like he's breathing coffee breath on her neck through her hair it gives me the willies
2: oh it's so gross it's so gross yeah so he just completely doesn't care about the fact that she's like we can't just wait for your album to drop because we need money his whole thing is like money shmoney we're fine we don't need money you need to worry about your mental health it's horrifying
1: and triggering it's horrifying so they kiss and while Gabe is walking up the stairs she asks, do you still love me and he goes you know that I do Caitlin's working at the record store and Allison asked why that kid AJ thought yesterday that it was her first day and she stutters a little bit and Allison comes closer to her and she goes I can tell there's something going on and Caitlin you know I I know you want to talk so she's like, it's just weird. I just wanted to be a part of his world, and now that I am, it feels a little bit scary. And Allison's like, you have a standing invite to come over for dinner. So AJ comes in, school's out, and they're talking for just a sec when Caitlin notices that there's a gaggle of girls outside the shop, and one of them is Jackie.
2: Yeah, been A.K.A. Cat Cat McNamara.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: Mm-hmm.
1: And so Caitlin's like. She just takes the lead on this in such a way. I mean, obviously, Caitlyn is, like, beautiful. She has this, like, you know, long hair. Like, I feel like that's, like, glamorous to these girls, especially if they really are, like, 15. Caitlyn is that girl that if Mm -hmm. she walks up to you and asks for your phone number for reasons you don't even know, you'd give it to her.
2: Exactly.
1: So she waves AJ over, and Jackie apologizes to AJ for being a jerk to him. You know, she was in a bad mood for a while because she was fighting with her mom. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what
2: (laughs) just for a while she was in a bad mood for a while I was in a bad mood for like five days sorry
1: right like I'm kind of like what's the movie over at Jackie's house (laughs) maybe that's the more interesting story so Jackie apologizes so she's like I gotta bounce and Caitlin shows him that she's got the number and so AJ's like on another level right like total like the world like the sound it's like almost like his his hearing is muted like there's chime noises like he's in ecstasy over this and Caitlin mm-hmm. goes to give him a hug AJ misreads the moment and kisses her on the lips and he's like I'm so sorry I lost control Caitlin's like it's okay, okay. Hold on a
2: minute I thought she kissed him
1: well she goes maybe you thought I was Jackie and he says I lost control I know he
2: does, but I feel like he was so surprised. I I watched this – I rewound it like four times to watch it. And it felt to me very much like she kissed him and then made him think that he kissed her by acting
1: shocked. Right. It also was like one of those kisses that it was so quick that it's like when someone – it, like when you're going to kiss each other on the cheek and you go on the wrong side, you accidentally kiss lips for a minute or for a second, you know, you're like, ew, like, but it's not that, you know what I mean? Like it didn't seem mm. intimate. Was- I
2: thought she kissed him. I thought she kissed him and then made him, made him feel like there was something wrong with him because they've, they've, that's what they've teased. They've ha- she was tickling his inner thigh. I didn't feel like he thought he was kissing her.
1: Uh, yeah. I just wonder what her motivation is for doing that given the bigger she needs picture. a lot of male attention yeah she's horny so Liz is running with her friend again this time we're going to hear them together this is like there's some lines in this that I just that cracked me up 44 43 to 46
4: 12 <gasps> oh, oh, oh. Oh. what is it about this girl that has got you so twisted up. Oh, well, she's 19, for starters. So what? Look at you. You built a career, a family, a home. Anybody can be 19. I know, I just I feel like I can't trust my instincts anymore, you know? What do you mean by that? I don't know, Gabe and her. I feel like I I think I saw something. Liz, what did you see? Maybe nothing. But that's what I mean. I don't, I don't know anymore. <sighs> just when I was starting to feel good, you know, just when I was starting to feel like I was earning their trust again, like I could put everything back together. You know, now it just feels like this girl is in my way. When you want to get Gabe and AJ back. Yes. Then don't worry about her this, girl you let Gabe and AJ know exactly how you feel about them make that connection with them so tight that no girl in the world is going to be a problem long-lost daughter or not you're like my Oprah you're like (laughs) my Oprah
1: do you agree do you agree that you're like my Oprah sounded improvised
2: (laughs) no I don't think so I don't think anything in this movie is improvised, but I can't imagine that actress just being like, oh, I got something here.
1: Well, I mean, maybe it felt like they were working on the scene with the director and it like needed a little something extra. <laughs> so they sort of like wrote it on the fly type thing. Like it had that feel to it. Cause like, it just, there's nothing about, there's nothing about this movie that is grounded in like our world in terms of yeah so like this random reference to oprah seems like i don't know like it's from another universe
2: yes well then the director has some bad taste for going along with it maybe he was it had been a long day and he was like sure sure You're, you guys are great that helps
1: i mean i i love extra oprahs though you know what i mean maybe it's a different mm-hmm. oprah in this universe who knows but aj's on his bed trying to compose a text to jackie and it's at the point where he's like writing and deleting so much that I'm like, dude, compose it in notes. Like, <laughs> She's over there watching that. It is like the gnarliest Android though. So Liz knocks on his door and tells him that she was thinking of getting Chinese for dinner and he's not very hungry. So starvation runs in the family.
0: Um, mm-hmm. And
1: Liz asks to come in and shut the door and she sits down on the bed. She's like, are you okay? And he's like, you just had a weird day. She's like, listen, I know we haven't had a chance to talk since I left the mental hospital. I just want you to know that I'm so sorry for everything. I lost control. It wasn't me saying that. And she hates herself for how she made him feel. And so they have like a nice little moment. Liz and Gabe and AJ are laughing around the dinner table and having a nice time when Caitlin walks in. And everyone goes silent. And this is the first time where it feels like the whole house versus Caitlin.
2: Okay, yeah.
1: It's it's a it's like the only time it happens in the movie, but she seems like the outsider. So she's drying her hair in her room that night, and she's wearing simply a towel. Mm -hmm. And AJ comes in, and I'm like, "Oof, AJ! If Mom didn't like the tank top with a bra, (laughs) this feels inappropriate." So he's like, "I'm so embarrassed about what happened," and she's like, "It's fine. It's normal." You know, I, I'm sure we're not the first brother and sister to kiss. And Liz is coming up the stairs and she overhears the end of this conversation. And instead of knocking, she goes to her room and has a brief panic attack before working <laughs> it out on the treadmill. This is, um, right. this is one of the big sort of scenes in the movie. Caitlin's going to try and smooth things over with her, but it's too late. And
2: this is this is where Jennifer Beals loses me a little bit. Because I feel like I would go eat ice cream and she goes and exercises and it makes me feel judged.
1: Listen, I have been told this, all of my friends, whenever I talk about how I cannot eat, all of my Jewish friends are like, you are such a shiksa, like you literally (laughs) cannot, like you can't, you don't eat when you're upset. And I'm like, no, never. I have no appetite when I'm upset. Working out though, no, I wouldn't. Are you kidding me? That's not my personality. I'm not going to 6 a.m. yoga because I got cheated on. But yeah, here's this scene 4946 to 5107.
0: Can I can I talk to you? I just wanted to say that if I did if I did anything to offend what you. What do you want here? I just I came to apologize. No, no, no. no. I mean, what do you want? I don't understand, I don't
4: understand. Let's just, let's just drop the masquerade, okay? I know you kissed AJ. Wait, is that, is that what this is about? Because I didn't kiss AJ, he kissed oh, me. Oh, come on, Caitlin, you weren't born yesterday. It was an accident, I mean, he's just a kid, he got worked out. I know he's a kid, he's my son. What are you trying to say? The last time a guy tried to kiss me and I didn't want him to, I moved my face.
0: Well, why would I want to kiss AJ? He's my brother. Is he? Really? What do you want? I just I came to
4: apologize. know what you want. Just tell me the truth. What truth? It's fine. Just tell me the hey, truth. Hey, hey, I know child, there's hey, hey, that there's something <sighs> that you're telling me. What's going on?
1: I can't do this anymore. <sighs>
3: it's the DNA results.
1: She's my daughter. okay so she's supposed to feel embarrassed by this i guess i wouldn't Uh, be embarrassed like she's like oh like he's like she's my daughter and she like all of a sudden is like sort of i don't know she feels like she did something wrong and i'm like no she still kissed your son
2: yeah although it was if we're to believe that if we're to believe it that you know which I don't necessarily believe it, but if we're supposed to believe that Jennifer Beals believes that it's a little victim blamey. Yeah. When she's like, well, last time somebody tried to kiss me that I didn't want kissing me. I turned my face.
1: It's like, "Mm, well,
2: I don't know if that's always.
1: That did not hold up for me. (laughs) That was like, I was like, that was, this was definitely written at a different time. I don't think they would write that in a lifetime movie now.
2: I agree. I don't think they would either. But it wasn't that long ago.
1: No. Yeah. When 2014. Mm -hmm. I don't know. People were still a little out of pocket up. And I honestly think things start really started to change around 2016 with the election where like all of a sudden it was like, you know, me too was really wild in. like the the national dialogue was in a different place. But people I don't know. I feel like people were wild in still a little bit back then. So Caitlin ran out and Gabe and AJ ran in when they heard the yelling and AJ just stares at her like he's mean mugging her. So the next day he's talking to his friend at school and he's trying to explain what happened the night before. Caitlin was just trying to talk and mom went mental and Sean's like, oh, it's happening again. And he's like, I don't know, maybe, but I don't want her to go this time. So Liz and AJ are setting up for Gabe's birthday party and AJ's like I'm worried it's a little too soon to be throwing parties again and Liz goes we do this party every year and it means so much to him even though he pretend, it, pretends it doesn't and I'm like his birthday party like why are you trying to make it sound like some other annual event that you throw for him I was like what is this like the anniversary of like Gabe's first hit record like what's going on <laughs>
2: Yeah, exactly.
1: Why don't Why exactly. don't you just say he loves his birthday? <laughs> but yeah. So, so then they then helping. Gabe
2: and Caitlin are talking in her room, which is you know not suspicious at all. Mm-hmm. And Gabe's wearing
1: you know, red pants, a black tee, and a sleeveless leather vest. <laughs> like unbelievable.
2: <laughs> this guy's got some clothing gall. Like this guy is like I don't have a job and I don't care who knows it and I'm going to dress like I don't have a job or ever want to have one again.
1: Right. He has to go out and remind everyone that just because he's 50 doesn't mean he's not a bad boy.
2: Right. Exactly. He's
1: still one of the bad boys of rock and roll. So Mm -hmm. Gabe is like she's not going to hurt you. Okay. When she's like no this is new for me. My mom was basically a teenager having a tantrum. But Liz is a grown up and Gabe's like oh yeah you'll see plenty of tantrums in this house. And I'm like from all of you. Yeah, the exactly. The family is so fucking emotionally unregulated because as I s- continued to watch, I couldn't help but count every tantrum is had in this movie. This family has needs to go to th- group therapy.
2: Oh my god. Oh, it t- it's terrible. I can't believe that they don't realize that on their own.
1: No, I think they're raising the AJ to be a narcissist, honestly. Like this is the type of person that you meet and they're like a mess. But, like, their, their ba- bad story, their, their t- like, their story isn't obviously bad. And you're like, what happened in this person? Mm-hmm. And then you find out shit like this and you're like, I don't know. So, yeah, Liz, like, can't stop people in this house from living their own lives. That's his his motto. But Kaylin was truly mm-hmm. looking for, like, an easier deal. She wanted something easy. And Gabe says it'll get easier. So Liz calls her bestie and tells her that the DNA test came in and Caitlin is Gabe's and her friend doesn't get it like were you hoping it was like an axe murder or something like why do you sound disappointed and Liz just feels like there's something wrong here and she yelled at her in front of AJ is Kate is it like is it Caitlin or is there something wrong with her she's really like doubting her narrative at this point Mm -hmm. yeah Liz's boss knocks on her office door he's like "Are you ready for the practice run for the Nakatomi pitch and we kind of learned that like what her deal is I think she's like an architect who like designs vacation properties
2: yes yeah and this is like a big this is their, I guess their big account this is you know how and they are totally depending on Liz because apparently nobody else in the firm can like make a model of a vacation home
1: I'm telling you this is like one of the undercounted jobs that's like such a they're so overly used like I can't tell you how many movies we've done on this podcast where like it's about a vacation property they're working on a vacation property so Mm -hmm. they've got she basically designs this you know grand prize that she's delivered this like you know ski resort and everyone applauds she goes he goes you bounce back from a hard place so greg performs for what i refer to as like an aa friend group where it's like (laughs) the neighbors are like i mean they they own property on the same street i guess that's what they have in common but truly like how did these people meet like they really like there's one guy that I'm pretty sure has like nipple piercings there's like mad facial Mm piercing like it's just there's like one woman who looks like oddly haggard there's also teenagers there AJ oh all the
2: teenagers AJ's already brought his new girlfriend he's already brought Jackie like how that doesn't not track at all
1: and Caitlin is like not dressed for the occasion caitlin's wearing like a a lace and sort of like it's not velvet it's like a a thick cloth type dress and it's very it's very confusing it's like if if someone wore that to church you would be equally confused as why it was in this backyard barbecue so so beals
2: jennifer beals is like in this kind of warm fuzzy place where she's like the party it kind of went off without a hitch everybody seems so happy so now she's like I don't know feeling a little sense of like a softness towards Caitlin and she's like I'm sorry she's like I feel really bad you know but like when I was in the hospital I was sick and I had a breakdown and you know now like when I see you like you know, like w- my husband, like with you and playing the guitar, it just makes me jealous. You know,
1: I thought that was so, like, I don't know, almost burdensome. It's like when someone apologizes to you and they reveal their true motivations for why they mm-hmm. were upset, I can't even begin to tell you how much I would rather not know.
5: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: whatever mental demons you were struggling with, if you tell me that you were looking at me with like the evil eye of jealousy,
5: Mm-hmm.
2: That's
1: very upsetting to me. I don't want to know that.
2: I know. I agree.
1: Um, I agree, but I think this is this is Gabe's fault for sure. So she, Caitlin, goes. I wish I had a mom like you. And they're wrapped up in this embrace when old Gabe sees it and strolls across the lawn fifty-seven fifty-four to one minute and seventeen seconds.
3: Now look at this. My two favorite girls hugging it out. <laughs> Do you mind if I borrow this one for a minute? Someone I want to introduce you to. Sean's brother, Paul. Hey, Paul. Hey. Hey. wanted to introduce you to my long-lost daughter, Caitlin. Caitlin, this is Paul. Wow, that's so cool. Hey, I'm Paul. Caitlin. So you were lost? Well, I'm glad you got found.
4: It's really cheesy, Paul. <laughs>
3: I couldn't help it mm. just really pretty. <laughs> this is Mike? Yes. I'm a scared to look.
5: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh my god! Oh, I don't
3: even know what to say, my friend. <laughs> thank, thank you. Oh my goodness, is it a pony? It's
4: for me. Oh thank you. Oh. <laughs> Can you see
3: what it is? <laughs> okay. All right. All
4: right. <laughs> 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 Thought we could take the best Paul away the weekend.
3: It's a romantic getaway for two. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Uh, listen, I'll be right back, Yeah. As you work, as you work, enjoy yourself. Mm. What the hell are you doing? What do you mean? Don't touch it. Chill to out. Do you understand? What's the matter with you? Do you understand?
5: Gabe, stop. Hey, Kaylin, no. Whoa,
3: whoa, Gabe, relax, relax. That's my daughter. And we were talking. Paul, get out of here. What's your problem? I mean, get out! Are you- Get out of here, Paul! We were just talking. That is my daughter. Get out. Whatever. Dad, what's, what's going on? AJ, I need get, get out, of out of here, Sean. AJ. Hey bro, wait
4: up.
1: I mean, okay. Why didn't he just like whip out his dick and physically piss on her? This is so odd that he would be like, "Hey, meet Sean's brother." By the way, Sean has updated the tuft in his hair; it's now orange. (laughs) Yeah, and it's like, why? Like, it's so it's it's so bizarre, and also the fact that he's like, "You get out of here, too, Sean." I'm like, AJ has one friend exactly. Also, this at this
2: part. This, to me, seems every bit as bad as what Jennifer Beals probably did when she had her breakdown. Like, why aren't they all, why don't they send him to a hospital for two months?
1: No, this is a bizarre scene is really what it is. It's like a very bizarre scene. It's also way overly protective of a 19 year old girl. It's not like she's 14. And Paul's 18 years old just got back from the Navy and is like hitting on her. Like, right? Not it's not the vibe. So you know, even though Jennifer
2: Beals is mad. I mean, she is pointing out that like, his behavior was so inappropriate. She's like, you were jealous of your daughter, you perv. Everyone at the party saw you.
1: He tries to say it's a mistake. Which is like, yeah, he's
2: like, I'm just new to having a daughter, you know? It's like, just, it's totally normal <laughs> to obsess over a young guy talking to your daughter. Yeah. And then they I argue, and he again tries to make it like it's her fault because she's crazy and had a breakdown. And he's like, Liz, you're sick. You're sick, Liz. And she just, <laughs> so Liz is finally has one moment where she like gets her shit together and goes to sleep on the couch.
1: Well, she's like, this is abnormal. Caitlin is very weird. She kissed AJ and he's like, wait a minute. She kissed AJ? Why wouldn't you tell me that? And she's like, well, I already felt bad for yelling at her. And he's like, why can't I have something for myself? Especially after what you put everyone through in the last three months. You know, why did AJ get into a fight at school? Why did he flip out on this, you know, guy, Paul? Everyone releases, gets their release in a different way. And I was like, I right. bet you do get your release.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then- he goes, he's like, okay, well, if she's going to sleep on the couch, I'm going to go hit on Caitlin. But Caitlin is packing her bag at this point. She's out. Yeah. And she's like, you know what? You were showing off. He goes, listen, I'm sorry if I gave you that impression.
1: (laughs) Oh my God, I know. I love that he does the like faux, the bad ally apology where he's like, I'm so sorry if I offended anyone here. I love that she said, you know, he was showing her off like she was a fast car and that's exactly right. It's like- you fucking wheel your little girlfriend around a party long enough. Don't be surprised if someone hits on her. Like, mm-hmm. if you treat someone like a trophy, every guy in the room is looking at her under that lens, right? Right, so right. He's like, I'm not proud of myself. And he's like, please change your mind. Basically, then um, Gabe pulls up to Sean's house uh, on his bike and he catches AJ and Sean right when they're leaving. Sean's house is a lot more like working class than Liz's house which is like nice contacts. It's still a really nice house, but like you can tell that Liz is really an earner compared to your average person in this town. Mm-hmm. 104.24 to one hundred
2: six forty-eight. <laughs> That's what I called, but anyways, he stands up in the middle of the class. Miss G's watching and he says,
4: you didn't teach me this.
3: <laughs> AJ. Take you to school? I'm sorry. Okay, I feel terrible. And I know it may be hard to believe, but once you have kids of your own, you're gonna understand. You barely know her. That's not true. It's not true, AJ. She's your sister. So? So what if Paul was hitting on she liked it. No, you know what, I was wrong, I admit that. But Paul should have known better. You don't walk into somebody's house and then start fondling their daughter, you don't do that. <sighs> fondling? You make it sound like it was some kind of date rape. He was being aggressive, AJ, he was. Now I'm gonna apologize to Paul, but what's important to me is that you understand that what I did came from a good place, even though it was a mistake, and it was, okay? what I did, because I love my kids. And that includes you, right?
5: Are you and Mom going to split
3: up? <sighs> I don't know. The truth is, AJ, Mom's ill. And, uh, she's been suffering longer than any of us knew. Well,
4: well, she went back to the hospital. Would that help? Maybe, yeah. I want her to get better, Dad. She needs us more than ever now.
1: Okay. So I I mean it's easy to manipulate a 15 year old, so you know, what can I say to that other than also he's clearly trying to move his wife out of the picture? Right.
2: And that's what happens right at the end of the scene. Well, first of all, he when they get to school, he's like he tries to do it as sort of a throwaway. He's like, By the way, like please don't make out with your sister anymore.
1: Right, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So it's the day of Liz's presentation. Mm -hmm. This is a nightmare. This is a nightmare. I mean, listen, I haven't worked in the corporate world in a very long time, like at all. Like I've worked mostly in like, just like creative environments, honestly. So I've never, I, I can't relate to this. I do know that obviously I can relate to not having, like, if I didn't turn in a script or something, if I was like, oh, I lost my file, there was no grace. Basically, her presentation is on the fritz as soon as she starts, and she's like, I'm sorry, I, I fucked up. And her boss is like, go home. Just get out of here. It's it's not working. So we'll hear the, the conversation with her and her boss, and then she's going to go visit Caitlyn. 109.35 to one make a wish.
3: I should never have let you have this.
1: It, it might not be that bad. If I can retrieve the data, then maybe we can- Are you joking? We couldn't
3: even put together a simple presentation. How do you think we're gonna get them back now? You know, Liz, just get your stuff and get out.
4: No, Mr. Tillman.
3: We'll work on the details later.
4: Mr. Tillman, please. The Resort Group has been erased. Why would I erase your file? I don't know, but ever since you've shown up, weird things have been happening. Okay, well, I didn't touch your computer. That's enough, kid. But why would I touch your computer?! What's going on? I'm just trying to figure out who this girl is. Do you know her? Of course I do. She's been working here the last three months. I thought you just got the job the other day. In fact, I distinctly remember celebrating that
0: fact. I'm sorry I said that, Liz, but I just wanted you to like me. You have this important job. People need you there. Your family needs you. You're an important person, and I just wanted you to be proud of me. (sighs) I didn't touch your computer, and I don't want anything from you except to be a part of your family.
5: You're a liar. You're a
0: liar.
4: That your husband would have those kinds of feelings about his own daughter. What if she's not Gabe's daughter? I don't believe she is who she says she is. And I feel it in my gut. I know it. But look, Liz, you have got to be very careful here. You just don't go making accusations without any proof. Proof, huh? Proof. Yes, I... Right. Proof, you're right.
1: So... It would have been smart of Caitlin to let Allison in on her plan by now, don't you think?
2: Yeah. Yeah. Also, Allison here is not, she's not being very Oprah-like. She's not really believing her.
1: No, she is not being Oprah-like. I mean, listen. She's not
2: believing women.
1: Maybe if she saw that the DNA results were on a wrinkly printout, she (laughs) would understand a little bit more. Mm-hmm. right like maybe that context is missing so so liz doesn't believe who she is who she says she is at this point so she's gonna go you know go to the get the dna paperwork double checked then before this mm-hmm. uh, before we before uh, we see her at the dna place gabe comes into the record shop and we'll hear liz you know working on finding out the truth Sorry guys, I don't know what's going on. I think I'm ADDing out because if anyone doesn't know, in the middle of what's going on right now, this Brian Laundry and Gabby Petito situation is going on um, at this point, literally while we're recording this, we just found out that there is a manhunt going on for Brian Laundry. He they issued an arrest warrant. So I'm like if anyone if anyone's been following my podcast this week, you know my brain is a little fried. So to 116.46.
3: Where is she? Oh.
1: Yes. So we do have that.
3: Uh... Hey. What happened?
0: Jim is here screaming at me.
3: What did she say exactly?
0: What do you think? She wants to know what's going on. She was screaming at me saying I messed with her computer. I'm not going back there. I
5: can't.
3: Caitlin, I'm going to tell her that I want a divorce.
0: You stupid. I know how long that takes. Okay, calm down. It's gonna no! Me. I hate myself for what we're doing. She's not anything like no, you said. I no, so... don't know. Yes, you're like, you is. know me.
3: Listen to me. What we have is rare, okay? And it is worth fighting for, believe me. I know what rare
4: Call me. I need to talk to you. I found something out. It's important. Can I help you? Hi. I wanted to find out some information about a relative.
3: What kind of information?
4: Well, this is gonna sound strange, but I, I just recently found out that my sister has died, and... You just
3: recently found out your sister has died? M-
4: well, we weren't speaking to each other in the last couple of years. We had a fight, you know, and I barely remember. How can I help? Uh, well, I wanted to find out when she died, um, so name, I can... address? Her name was Elaine Patterson. She lived in Ohio. Ohio? Ed.
3: Ma'am, I, I can't look up records from a different state.
4: Please, I really, I really Ma'am, need to Ma'am, our know. database
3: only covers records from within this state. Uh, I'm afraid I can't help you.
4: Look, have you ever, have you ever loved someone and you didn't tell them, you know, maybe out of pride or something and, and then they're gone and it physically hurts? You know, maybe a child or a partner, maybe a parent. I... And you have to know, you have to know the truth so that you can move on with your life. You know. What was her name? Elaine Patterson. Born November 20th,
3: 1965. Hi. I'm calling from Ridgewood, Washington. I need some information about uh, Elaine Patterson. Born November 20th, 1965. Uh, date and cause of death. I know, but...
4: Yeah. I see. Okay. Thank you. Uh, Can you send that through?
3: I've got some good news and some bad news. Elaine Patterson isn't dead.
5: What?
3: She's in federal prison. Is this Elaine Patterson? Is this your sister?
4: Gabe, where are you? Call me.
1: I loved how she got through to that guy, and I thought the guy who was working the database or whatever, I thought that he... (laughs) I really believed something happened to him. What do you mean? Well, because she's like, did someone you know, maybe die, someone close to you. Oh, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. Look sort of washed over his face, like like truly, I was like, maybe his brother was like mentally ill and disappeared. And like, you know that would I mean? be so lucky. He really sold me on he really sold me on it. So she says that Caitlin Caitlin lied. Her mom isn't dead. She's in prison. But of course, Gabe knows that. And and by the way, that scene in the record store between the two of them, that was the first moment in which it was confirmed that these two are having an affair. Like for a regular viewer, like, whoa, totally mind blowing. So
2: also the kiss he gives her. So what you don't see because you're just listening to the clip is that he makes out with her and it's the most date rapey kiss ever.
1: Oh I think every every mother may a podcast listener knows now to wait for the heavy sucking noise through a man's nostrils that happens when they kiss it's so fucking disgusting like yeah. i don't it it really unnerves me the the oh just like I don't know maybe I'm denying pleasure. I have no idea. (laughs) Maybe I'm sex shaming him. But AJ's talking to Sean and Sean's like, you know, my brother's pretty choked about what happens. And AJ just sort of blows past it. And he's like, yeah, my dad's acting weird. He's talking about living with Caitlin instead of my mom. And Sean goes, if your dad wants to get with his own daughter, that's fine. But you should leave my brother out of it. And AJ (laughs) fucking loses it. And it's like, what, too real? She already made out with you, AJ. Like, well, how is this like, and now he's like, oh, it's on. And it's like, dude, it's been on. Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So AJ just throws him on the ground and just, and is immediately suspended from school. I know. Which is like so unrealistic. There are never teachers around when there are fights like that, but it immediately it's like, you're, you're going home.
1: Yeah, and very rarely is the teacher who has the authority to suspend someone the one who's out there breaking up a fight. Yeah, exactly. Just saying, you know, they put too much on the janitor. So AJ runs into his room when he gets home, and he starts to hear moaning halfway up the stairs. He Mm peeks into his parents' bedroom, and Caitlin, with her crazy-ass extensions, is riding Gabe on the bed. Yes, You know, right as he bolts out of the room and downstairs, his mom walks in the door. This is like, we are at the very tail end of this movie, and this is a, it's an exciting ending, honestly. So, Mm -hmm. one, a lot
2: happens. They pack a lot.
1: I liked it. I like it when they have great pacing. Maybe that's why the movie was the exact right. Length for me, or whatever, mm-hmm. like in terms of like mm-hmm. how quickly I got my notes done. Because sometimes the pacing is really quick, and that makes it difficult to t- take comprehensive notes. But sometimes it's just so slow. Like I really do think this is kind of a ten out of ten. It also is a pretty high ranking on IMDb. A five point nine is an, is pretty high for a <laughs> lifetime movie. <laughs>
2: yeah. So okay. Let so me, AJ,
1: want me to do yeah. the scene where AJ runs into his mom? Knowing that he just heard his dad banging or saw his dad banging his sister? Sure. Sure. 118.36 to 122.19.
4: Spend it again. Um. Oh, I'm so sorry for meeting you. Oh, honey, it's okay. It's okay. What is going on? I've been trying to call you for the past two hours. Don't believe anything he says. He's a huge liar. AJ, what are you talking about? Don't. Don't what? What? What is going on? <laughs> he was in your room. Him and Caitlin. <laughs> they were.
3: We need to get some help. Shut up.
4: How long? Caitlin, look at me and you tell me when this started. Tell me! We met in the record store you were in the hospital. trying to get well, you were screwing some 19-year-old. Oh my God, did you tell her that I was that I was crazy and that you, to come here with that stupid story and that somehow you would get me locked up? No,
3: there was no big plan, Liz, I mean, we just.
4: You would take my house, the house that I bought for this family, Now you didn't put a damn penny into. let just sit down. We
3: can talk about this. I
4: stood by you. I supported you. I supported you for years. I gave up every dream that I ever had for myself. How could you do this? No, I didn't
3: do anything to do this. I didn't, all right? We met, and I swear to God, it just I
4: It just happened? It just happened? I don't know how someone could do something like that. I don't know how someone could do something like that. Someone that I loved, the father of our child. You know what? You
3: stand there
4: all high and mighty judging me when you never gave I'm any
3: of us not attention. I'm judging you! Listen to me! I'm if... not judging you. you! You gave more attention to your career than you did this family to either of him or me.
4: I had to work hard for us to survive, to keep this house, because you weren't earning any money.
3: You never showed any interest in my music, not for a long time, you know that. At least don't even pretend that you did.
4: When no one was showing interest in your music, I took out a second mortgage on this house so you could finish your album. (sighs) It was you that erased my files. Isn't it? Not her. I can't believe didn't leave me a long time ago. I cannot believe that I waited around for this. I can't believe it. I can't believe it.
1: <sighs> she takes the Les Paul, okay? Which, by the way, do you have any idea about guitars or anything?
2: Mm-mm. No.
1: They always meant... It's such, like, a status symbol when they mention it that I don't understand. But, like, I guess it's for the four music geeks that are watching Lifetime at the moment... Can I ask you what musician that like you could be in a relationship with you could stand being in a relationship with them but after you would be like their music never sat well with me.
2: What about what's his name that's had sex with Jennifer Aniston and uh, you oh,
1: know John, John Mayer? what's his name?
2: Mhm.
1: <laughs> uh-huh, okay. I feel like Eddie Vedder for me.
2: Yeah his, yeah, his voice
1: feels like lasagna noodles to me. Like <laughs> I've never felt like I've always, it's always made me uncomfortable. You guys don't cancel me. Not to shit on your fave, but.
2: The guy from uh, Tom York from Radiohead, that would also be a no for me. I'm
1: not a big Radiohead person either. I like missed mm-hmm. the memo on it or something I feel. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it just never, it never came across my desk. So this is, Liz smashes the guitar on the rocks in front of the house and the neighbors come out to watch and he grabs the guitar from her and like bends over to look at it and it's like dude the thing is broken like (laughs) there's no salvaging this and so she takes this chance to kick him in the side and then he gets up and shoves her to the ground and AJ did not like that so our boy's gonna have his moment and he's gonna start Mm -hmm. punching his dad in the face and eventually he punches the pavement I'm surprised his dad didn't call him a pussy or something
2: I know. But can I ask you a question too, real quick? Do you do you why do you think she all of a sudden knew that he was the one who messed up her files?
1: I think that she just like I I feel like things come to me like that from time to time where all of a sudden like it hits me what's been going on and then all of it comes to me at once. I think she was just like I don't fucking know you dude like you literally you could be the one who did that. You know, and and she's like, oh, this girl. Well, I mean, I this is when she's like, she's too stupid to use a computer, which, by the way, we have no proof that Caitlin is even literate. True. Not that it's my business, you know, but I kind of feel like, truthfully, it's like the Leah Michelle thing. It's like, unless I see you read, you might actually be illiterate. So Mm -hmm. Liz tells them, you know, go get some clothes on. The neighbors are looking at you, uh, you know, and the neighbors are very much, they all have this vibe of like, we've got her back. Like if you fuck with her, dude, we're gonna haul you out of here. She moves yeah. the money, so yeah, Caitlin. He's like, Caitlin, come follow me in, but she feels like she needs to try and say something to Liz, and Liz is like, Get out of here, Caitlin. So Caitlin runs to her car and shuts herself in there to cry. I don't know when she got her her car keys.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think she was maybe getting ready to leave. I don't know.
1: She's wearing, like, I think she's wearing, like, Gary or whatever the fuck his name is. Gabe's, like, silk nightshirt. So, you know, she, Gabe watches her in the driveway. And then we transition to a new day. AJ and Jackie are playing video games on the couch with Sean. And Liz brings them in nachos. Shout out nacho experts. my That's what we call our listeners. There's been a lot of mm-hmm. mentions of nachos lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, this all started with Ronnie Karam, actually, with our very first episode. There was a line in... Jody Arias about nachos. So Sean goes, "Yo, Miss M, these nachos are sick." And I was like, "Miss M, oh my god, did we ever find out their last name?" I think at the beginning they said,
2: Uh, "I don't know," but something.
1: It's like Gabe Michaels.
2: Interesting, but that was a whole that was a weird thing.
1: It was weird, and and also Miss M. I mean, kids make mistakes like that, but it's it was very like okay. The other thing is like all right they're all just on board with it and and it is making me realize that at the very beginning in the fucking contract this is making me flash back to that contract or the uh will he was listed as gabe in the in the will
5: Uh uh-huh does that
1: mean that that his legal name is gabe wouldn't it be gabriel
2: oh that's interesting
1: i don't think you can like use someone's nickname like i don't think someone could write in their will like oh we're gonna give the money to malls like i think the <laughs> be, like feel like that's vague like there's no proving who that is but right yeah so john tells aj your mom's amazing and she's kind of hot when-
2: which is such a weird note to end on to me
1: well he likes cougars mm-hmm. and then and then but like this kid hasn't
2: been through enough and now his friend's gonna hit on his mom
1: Right. Maybe it's like, you know, just because your dad cheated on you and brought like this woman into your life as a fake sister doesn't mean I'm not going to tease you anymore. Maybe he was just happy things were back to normal.
2: <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't
1: know. I don't know. <laughs> I have no fucking idea. It sounds like something someone in a Lifetime movie would say to justify something absurd. So yeah. We are going to wrap up soon because thank you so much for being here. I wanted to like get you out in time to do your thing or not. even Mm -hmm. I wanted to, I should, I want to go through really, really quickly. If I can see if there's any good reviews for this movie.
2: I mean, sure, I can't imagine there would be any, but.
1: No, there's all. No, I mean, good as in like they're funny to you and me. Oh,
2: oh, 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 oh. Sometimes oh.
1: people take these movies very seriously and it's great. Oh, there's one that's like, I can't even read that because it's like a whole diary entry. Let me find. I always like the 10 out of 10s and the ones. Okay. Jennifer Beals, fantastic as always. This is by Miraloo-87632. They Mm -hmm. wrote this on July 16th, 2018. 10 out of 10. I originally purchased this film just because Jennifer Beals was in it. I was not disappointed. Jennifer Beals is without a shadow of a doubt a versatile, talented actress. This film had great intrigue, and I liked that. (laughs) As far as I'm concerned, as far as I'm concerned, if Jennifer Beals is in a film, it's going to be a great film. I always love like when like, you know, not an obscure star, but when a smaller star has like die hard fans like that, that's my favorite. Mm -hmm. It reminds me of, you've seen the Tiffany documentary, right? I think we're alone now. No. Oh, it's so great. It's about extreme, like Tiffany fans. And there's a lot of like mental illness going on, of course, But it's like just Mm -hmm. a fantastic, it's a fantastic view into the world of a a super fan. This is by okay this is three out of ten written on april 24 2020 so quarantine i get it pretty good but also very awful it has a pretty interesting plot (laughs) with some okay actors and a pretty bad script it's kind of like a disney show but it's a movie and not intended for children but it is fun to make fun of as you watch i love these reviews i mean when was the last have you ever left a review on imdb
2: no, never. But that was actually kind of a truthful review.
1: Very truthful. Like, a lot of times you're like, okay, they need to go to the mental hospital for two months. I love a good, balanced uh, person who's going on to earnestly review. <laughs> so, trivia. During the making of this movie, it was shot entirely in British Columbia, Canada. When Liz was trying to find evidence against Caitlin, Liz enters a building called Ridgewood Office of Statistics. When she arrived at the receptionist desk, you can see clearly former president barack obama hanging on the wall to the right and then let's see if there's some goofs continuity while jennifer beals's character is out trying to find out about caitlin's mom she parks her car someplace and all of jennifer beals's close-ups it's shown to be raining outside of her car in the faraway shots the car is completely dry and it's not raining at all revealing mistakes before the wine split scene no potholders for the casserole dish Liz serves the son, first the daughter. After the the spilt wine episode, the daughter never finishes drying herself off. The the son's plate has no food on it. Okay, this is, okay. Uh, They fucked up the dinner. And then also in the framed poster of Gabe on a magazine cover, the magazine's name is Guitar uh, Generation, not Guitar Generation. So they switched, they misspelled guitar. Do you have any final thoughts on this?
2: I mean, just the... I really liked it the first time. And then I liked it the second time and going through it again. I was like, this is a pretty darn good movie.
1: I yeah, I really didn't hate it. I do grow to like love these movies bizarrely. Like typically my third watch. I'm very much like, yeah, this is really good. I would see this in the theaters, Um, (laughs) which I I need to like I do need to take a little I told you I was like, I'm dying to just take like a mental health day because like what if I watch some real movies? Can you imagine mm-hmm. what I'd discover if I watch real <laughs> movies? I, I have to remember that that's an, part of my job, too, is to watch regular media, so I'm aware of how absurd when I'm reviewing is. Stephanie, what day does Rose Pricks come
2: out? Good question. Rose Pricks comes out the either sometimes, most of the time, the night that the show airs, which is sometimes Monday, sometimes Tuesday. The
1: night depending. of...
2: Hmm. I I record it. I watch it and then record it immediately afterwards. A lot. Sometimes, if Angel's not available, we'll do the next morning. But so the morning after the Bachelor, basically.
1: Damn, that's that's a great turnaround. I know that that's mm-hmm. huge for people. So yeah, do you are you always recording an episode even if there's not Bachelor on, or are you, are you very much like just in the season?
2: Well, right now they've been going back to back for a while. So we haven't had any breaks. It went, it was, it's like season after season. Now it's Bachelor in Paradise. And then we're going to have one week off and we're going to go into Michelle's season of Bachelorette and it's fine with me. I like to work.
1: They don't give you a goddamn break. No, they don't. Well, I'm so excited for people to go over and listen. You guys, Ronnie's on a bunch of old apps as well. So if you want to go re-listen to those, I know a lot of our listeners are big Ronnie Karen fans. And by the way, who isn't? And if you aren't, what's wrong with you?
2: I know. I love him so much. Also, just want to plug my other podcast. I have a fledgling podcast. Well, it's been around like a a year, but it's called Bored AF. And that one, we do a lot of like whatever, whatever we're watching good stuff, trashy stuff, Ted Lasso. Yeah. I
1: love that. Are you doing the circle? I haven't.
2: Yes. You know, I, that's a lie. I have been watching. I haven't talked about it, but I'm like four episodes into the newest season.
1: I haven't started the newest one yet, but I loved season one season two. I watched the day that was the day after I got my Moderna shot and I Mm -hmm. fucking rode that dragon all day long. Like just watching the circle. Like I, I was convinced I was going to be on the circle. I came out of this thing. I literally like called the casting office for the circle. And I was like, what do I need to do? I was like, <laughs> I, I was like, I can win the show. What do you need me to do? And I know
2: I want to go on it too. I was
1: just like, I, I went through this, like it was not only did I get my strength back from that illness, but I felt, I felt like i had come out of it the other side a star. So the circle's great. I, um, I, I'm interested to hear your thoughts on that if you if you do ever get around to talking about it but yeah thank you so much for joining me it feels so it feels so nice to have caught up every everything that stephanie wants linked to what you know both of her podcasts or social media whatever it is she wants we will link that below in the description that's where you guys can always find guest information as well as you know, other links and Stephanie, I can't thank you enough for joining me today.
2: Thank you so much for I'm so glad you said yes. This was really fun. And I will I will plug you everywhere I perform podcasts. Yeah, thank perform you. Perform podcasts. Send okay. send
1: your listeners over here. We'd love that. All right.
0: I will. Thank you so okay. much. Talk to you so bye soon. everybody. Bye. bye. You back? The view was Vision I see.
1: podcasting about each and every one
2: never seen Buffy
0: before we will protect you our podcast is spoiler free so first-time viewers can listen along safely ever thought to yourself I wish someone was brave enough
1: to write an original song for every single episode of Buffy (laughs) oh your search is at an (laughs) end my friend because we did exactly that so if you've never watched Buffy or if you're about to watch the series for the 14th time come over and join us Our podcast is called Buffering the Vampire Slayer, and you can learn more about it at bufferingcast.com. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.